a playlist original. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster with your hosts, Gaius and Jackson. A very special, special episode about family. You'll get that eventually. <laughs> What's it certainly up, buddy? is. What's oh, up, buddy? you know, I'm uh, very excited for this episode as we uh, have a special guest with us today, He's a friend of the podcast. We got Ty joining us and a fellow Canadian on the show is always a. Yes. Uh, Nice thing to see. There's uh, we're a limited bunch over here, so it's nice to have. Uh, speaking of family, we're like a Canadian family a little bit on the show today. So very excited to have you, Ty. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Both. Uh, happy to be here. Nice. Uh, you know what? I think that was the one stipulation. Jackson was like, "The guest has to be Canadian." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't feel alone. No, no, he never. He didn't say that. Actually, no, Ty no, has no. been. Ty has been trying. We've been trying to work something out for a while. Actually, okay. even before even before you got on permanently well, yeah like, you guys uh, have known each other for years you guys are saying yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i've actually you know we've gone back and forth about trying to get him on an episode and like the timing didn't really work out but then i started like i posted uh all these trailers for like the fast films like I, 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 ahead of them releasing like the new trailer for fast 10 they were releasing all these kind of like i guess you could call them like legacy trailers i guess for, yeah like, every for, like, actor yes. had their own <laughs> yeah for uh sort of each movie so i was trailer. like and i saw ty like ty i think out of everything i've posted commented on those the most and i was like i think he might actually really like this franchise oh, so yeah. like <laughs> so we had this behind me i've got all the the uh memories yeah really good. <laughs> that's awesome and then we had, oh i um, see the car there behind you. I, yeah, I, I see yeah. it i, I actually do shirts. see in the back nice oh just go oh, nice yeah, i just want to quote on it now that's awesome he was he i grew up he was my my hero and then we passed away yeah, I just sort of i took it to heart to make sure that that's not a legacy that would ever die and uh wow, that's really that's cool that's awesome my best friend in the world is a huge fast and furious and particularly paul walker fan so i i get what you're saying i i remember like hearing the news back in the day and he was devastated oh my god yeah, yeah was it was a, that was that yeah. was a sad one i but you know what? It, it's interesting though after he passed away like i we a few of my friends like looked back on like some of his you know stuff like what kind of what happens when a celebrity passes away you're like oh you like want to look at their old movies and i forgot how many movies he was in other than the fast and the furious that like i grew up with and like he was a big part of like i love varsity blues and he was in that that's what i was Uh, thinking of yeah uh, you know she's all that is another funny one that he's in um pleasantville uh joyride is like another underrated movie yeah yeah. uh, the guy that's uh that reese witherspoon first tries to date and she like him. I haven't seen it since high school, but I did not associate him with that movie at all. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And if and if anyone ever questioned whether or not, like, oh, was Paul Walker just like a pretty face or could he act? I always go, you know what? Look at Running Scared. A lot of people haven't seen it, but he is phenomenal in that movie and not just like relying on like charm and good looks. So he could actually, you know, put in the work and re- it was a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. And from what uh, from what I can tell from everyone that uh talks about him uh whether it's from the franchise we're going to talk about today or like anyone who's even encountered the guy even once seems to say that he was the nicest person they have nothing bad to say about paul walker and i think that's very rare in this industry to have no one say anything that's right yeah no one gave off that vibe any yeah. bad thing about him so uh we, i'm sure we'll talk about him a lot more uh as this episode goes along but we need to get to know you, Ty. So uh, yeah. let someone, some of us know, uh, everyone listening, uh, what they should know about you and uh, kind of your connection to the industry and all that. 
Well, I'm uh, in a way I followed in his footsteps. I'm a, I'm an actor and a precision driver, so I do car commercials. Um, I've done a few things where I've I've been able wow. to act on cam and do the, nice. the stunt driving at the same time, uh, which is which is obviously the best possible booking you can have as an actor. But um, I've worked in film for the last you know almost fifteen years in many wow. other facets. I've got I've got a pretty varied IMDb, um, but. Nice. primary focus is is uh acting and i'm uh, not in a bad place they're calling uh, a lot of people call toronto hollywood north and there's yeah <laughs> here and that's right it's a good place to be um although we we don't have the opportunity uh to have the the la weather all year round right. it's not always uh <laughs> that's that's right it's not always car chase work uh happening you know in the winter time but um yeah yeah that's 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 my jam i've been with hero artists uh agency for like 12 years so Nice. Well, this is news to me. That is quite impressive. That's yeah. wicked. I would love to be doing something like that. Good for you, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Good, good stuff. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't like a lot of? I mean, they have, they're not around anymore. But like a lot of like the Arrowverse CW shows are like done in Canada, right? Like Arrow, The Flash, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is Vancouver. Okay. Nice. Um, all the CW. They did. Uh, they did a lot of the like the Titans and Doom Patrol. They did here. Oh, nice. Okay. Toronto. Um, a lot of lot of docudrama stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of American and, and British TV. Um, okay. Someone just sent me a clip on on Instagram yesterday of a show that I had done, and it, it never aired in Canada. She's she's in Los Angeles. She's like, "Is that you?" Oh. I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> me." But um, it's weird. They don't they don't uh, a lot of the stuff they do here that isn't for the Canadian market, which is uh, kind of weird. But it's cheaper, definitely weird. So. We have a weird film industry over here. It's it's kind of messed up, but yeah. I mean, it's if whatever whatever is working, right? Whatever brings them uh, the work north of the border. But uh, Netflix mm. just built a huge, a huge studio. The Pinewood is here. Um, we've got nice. the biggest. We have the biggest indoor soundstage in North America, even bigger than anything wow. that's in, in LA, which is kind of wild. Wow. I worked on Pacific Rim when they shot it there. Wow, uh, nice. We had like an ocean that we had built inside the the soundstage. Um, Holy shit! And had, like dude. a boat on hydraulics and indoors and. Some of the stuff, um, some of the stuff that you see done here, uh, you'd never imagine it was here. But uh, there's there's a, a thriving industry. Well, that is quite That's some cool. insight. Even like yeah. as a Canadian, yeah. would never have guessed like a production. Yeah. I can only name on the top of my head. I'm sure there's many other movies I could that I know that I just don't know were filmed there. But on the mm -hmm. top of my head, I only know of very limited productions that were filmed there. So it's it's kind of really cool to hear this, just knowing that it's. Like my homeland, it's not that far yeah. away from me. And yeah, as, so as, a, cool. as a rural Eastern New Brunswicker, I just don't really associate like Canada as much, or at least where I'm at, with the industry a whole lot. So hearing this is just quite fascinating. Well, it's the same dollar everywhere. It's just I think the infrastructure is sort of already baked in. So yeah, they do a lot of stuff in Toronto, a lot of stuff in in Hamilton. Hamilton doubles for New York. I did a, a movie last year that we were in Hamilton doubling it for New York, and cool. then a few weeks later doubling it for Detroit. Um, and it's just the way that this part of the world looks similar to a lot of the a lot mm. of the major cities in the states. So and a little touch of movie magic. Yeah, yeah, a little touch. Of... <laughs> I was like, I was wondering yeah. that because like when we were uh, when we did the Scream Six episode, Jackson, we were talking about like, yo, it's it's set in New York, but they didn't film it in New York; they filmed it in Canada. And I always wondered like, and the same thing with like the eighth, like Friday the Thirteenth, like Jason takes Manhattan. Other than like the Times Square stuff, that was also shot in Canada. 
and i was oh, like why i was like, I was like yeah. wonder i mean I, I didn't know i actually didn't know it could double so well. i mean like i guess for like the naked eye for me i'd be like all right that feels like new york i guess if you were like really like if you lived in new york I'm, you'd be like i can tell new like Yorker. yeah yeah they'll right. do they'll have second units second units that film in in new york or wherever and then they'll just they'll mix that in but like they did suicide squad was here they did shazam here like all these a lot of the dc stuff um, awesome ended up being here and then they just you know would insert little like long shots or whatever establishing shots of wherever it was supposed to take place yeah. oh that's cool yeah i mean i always i always you know it was funny because bringing up the scream six thing again someone messaged me on g rolls because i mentioned when i posted on twitter i'm like oh like the new york setting i knew it wasn't filmed in new york i already knew that for covering it for work but this guy sent me like a long message and he's like oh if you really lived in new york you would understand like it didn't really feel like new york at all and i was like oh, all no, right dude yeah. all right i get it i get it it's fine i mean it, it it changed it looked like new york enough for me like it was it, it was <laughs> you know what? disbelief yeah we were in woodsboro that's all i cared about and i think we were like somewhere new and it was perfectly fine uh but yeah, that's that's really cool. I had no, I mean, I actually calling it right now, even though you've only been talking for a few minutes, you were very legit. And anytime you want to be on again after this, you can be on as much as you want. Because I had, yeah. I had, I kind of had an idea of like the stuff you were doing, but like to hear it, uh, I would love to cool. get more into that for sure. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of stories. Believe me, <laughs> um, I'm older than I look. I've been around, but um, you know, it's 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 a good place. Uh, it's a good place to be. Bottom line and. I mean, I've always I've always been a fan of uh, of your page, and and um, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I'd, nice. I'd happily come back. We're happy to have you, man. We're happy yeah, to have you. Fast and Furious, it was too too good to pass up. Um, mm. There's a there's a special place in my heart for that franchise. And, I think uh, it is for as, a lot of people, man. Like yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, luck would have it today. They dropped another trailer. Um, they did, yeah. I saw oh, that. I didn't, I saw I didn't it, see but, that yet. Uh, it was yeah. pretty sick. They, they they have to build anticipation, man. It's a few more days, so uh, yeah, that's right until we get this never ending uh final chapter <laughs> of uh, still probably it's crazy i'm probably <laughs> as excited to see guardians 3 again as i'm as excited to see that again as i am to see fast and furious but uh nice probably have to do both this week yeah so well it's a big weekend for the movies yeah. actually since we had a really slow weekend uh guardians 3 had like the weekend to itself this weekend and the second weekend you know what's funny too we were talking about the whole like marvel fatigue thing last week because it, yeah. it opened lower mm -hmm. than like uh we thought it would but right. it actually had a it had a pretty good second weekend drop for like a marvel movie uh for mcu movie i guess a good job it, in the sense it didn't like, drop like, much or it didn't drop it much it dropped it, oh, it dropped okay, like okay. i think like 50 percent, which was like and the other titles like recently have dropped more than that like 55 percent. ant-man oh, okay. dropped seven ant-man dropped 70 percent in the second weekend the last one that's, yeah, so that's still a crazy they said it was the here. best uh the best since black panther one in 2018 yeah hold yeah yeah oh, it's crazy okay. no, that's yeah, that's like, quite substantial then. So maybe this was a case of like maybe there's certain people that didn't want to rush out to see it, and the more they heard about like how good it was. I mean, I saw it over the weekend. I like it's I told Jackson last week, I didn't see it opening weekend, but it it was it was really good. I was just talking to Ty before we started. Like it was a really solid movie, probably one of the better MCU movies uh, to come out in a bit because mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. they've been they've been hit or miss lately. Uh, <laughs> But I, I really enjoyed it, and I told him too. It felt good, like they actually closed this out without trying to like connect it to so many other things that are like coming down. That's a good for them. Good decision for that. Yeah, movie, and that was sure. it was smart. I think it was like it was, it was you know kind of paid respect to like I mean like if you told it before, like talked about it before Jackson. I think that franchise, even if you aren't 
a huge MCU fan. Like I right. know people that like those movies and they don't really necessarily love the greater MCU. So like, uh, I think they kind of stand on their own a bit more than maybe some of the other uh, movies. Certainly get that vibe. And I even feel that way about the first two. Like they're a little, they're obscure enough that you don't have to watch them in the context of the greater MCU. And they do a good yeah. job of like standing on their own, like you just mentioned, which is the, yeah. the best thing that James could have done for those movies. I think it's honestly, he owes a lot of their success to that. But uh, yeah. I know I'll probably get around to number three because I was impressed by the trailers or at least I, I found them quite funny. And I like the first two, so. And emotional, they, man. The there's some, there's play, some, yeah, play on the, there's some emotional. They play on the, <laughs> they play on the yeah. nostalgia of the first yeah. two. And, and oh, okay. you haven't seen the first two, the, the impact wouldn't be nearly as great. But right. I assume, you know, everyone's seen pretty much all the uh, the Marvel stuff if you're into it. Um, right. Yeah. Except for that soundtrack. Apparently, it's just blast in 80s and 70s tunes all the time i love that so that's yeah a staple of those movies that i that i really appreciate so yeah yeah we went to a 90s for the third one oh, okay so cool oh, i love that too. Well, I, think, awesome. I don't know if they did it 70s was the first one this 80s was the second one but oh you know maybe the they 90s did. now so it's oh, kinda, okay that's awesome natural progression yeah it was pretty sweet i hear there's some bc boys yeah. songs in there yeah, that's yeah. so okay. well done so awesome one of the one of the best one of the best action scenes like it's so good ever put the film i think it's, <laughs> it's so good okay yeah. and just short and sweet like it's a one it's like the, it's almost like a music video You'll yeah see, i don't want to spoil it for you but uh, okay okay it's hard to, hard to say you don't, don't like it it's pretty bad yeah you know awesome. when it all wrapped when it all wrapped up i was like you know it's kind of i mean they've all talked about how like you know they feel like there could be more guardians movies but not with you know this group of people that we've kind of come to know and love and i was like that'd be right. kind of i mean I'm, I'm i'm all for like change and all that but it would be weird to like get another one without this group i mean they've mm -hmm. they've really done a good job of like creating characters that we like really love they're all very likable um they the whole cast just gels really well together you could tell that they actually really get along too and like yeah. real life and that kind of helps so i was like yeah it'd be really mm -hmm. it'd be really weird like to i mean i'll i'll accept it if it happens but it will be hard to kind of you know see a guardians movie when without, they, when like, they do like secret wars or whatever the next end game type of thing is uh i think it's gonna be secret wars they might you might see them come back some of them at least Batista's yeah. said like he's not coming back he's on right. yeah he, he, he says that now come but... back and i don't think gun is going to be back because his, his thing with dc now yeah so he can't work with them it really anymore. does feel it's... like it does feel final more so than probably anything that they've done yeah. uh, right yet so yeah chris platt chris pratt said he'd be it's he'd be open to it but he can't really imagine doing it without james gunn and having the exactly. you know he feels like james gunn knows that character so well and they've known that character well together that it would it would have to take some really great writing he said to make him want to come back or, or maybe like a really big paycheck i'm sure that'll help too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens <laughs> some more right, drastic sure. park movies so yeah, I know. Oh, well, thank God for that because thank, thank you <laughs> cause what started so well with Jurassic World just fell apart <laughs> in uh, two yeah. movies after that. Uh, I yeah, you know, I know we're not talking about that, I, but I hate like I didn't like the last one at all, and all I could I think, think was did. I, all yeah. I could think was at least the second one, um, even though it wasn't perfect, set up something really cool to potentially happen 1000 percent. and then third movie was like yeah let's quickly get out of the way that's not how happening. did they mess that up <laughs> yeah, they I was star wars yeah i was oh, like are you just serious? pretend uh, that never happened that yeah. never happened that like, is a terrible one, decision the one cool thing that happened from your misguided sequel 
you were like, no, nah, that no, nah, that was too interesting. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, what a shame. Yeah. Um, so uh, what did you get? Oh, well, Jackson, I know you got some watches in. I got a lot in this week because of this. Okay. And then I also got our what we're going to be doing after this. In, yes. I can't, Which I'm I can't saving. Unsee- all- <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'll say. I cannot I'll, wait yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, I can't unsee the things I saw. That's all. That's no, all you won't. <laughs> that was my um, third watch of it too. So, and it still brought. Uh, there were still things I had forgotten from that movie that now I won't be unseeing. But I am on like my third week in a row of like a very light viewing like schedule. So I've, I mean, the playoff hockey's been going on. I've been watching my Leafs play. Now they're eliminated, uh-huh. so that will free me up. Uh, is that a grown? Don't remind me. I know. Soon. Yeah, I know. It's tough. So that anyway, the good, the the silver lining of that now being these these nights I'll have spent watching the Leafs play and lose. I'll now be getting back into some movie watching. Mm-hmm. So for the last little bit from the playoffs, I've been a little bit uh, a little behind schedule, but I did get a watch yesterday, Sunday, as of recording of a infamous movie you, you've probably heard of it on those uh like iceberg lists of like depraved like uh band sort of movies i got one of by those way, in by the way jackson loves stuff like this like the more depraved the better for him apparently I, okay. I, I'm, very, I'm very hard <laughs> i'm to stimulate. yes have you guys ever heard of the movie martyrs it's a french film from 2008 yep so i got that in yesterday and let me just preface it rings a bell i don't know it's almost like lists like if you ever seen those iceberg tier lists of like messed up banned violent depraved movies it's usually mm-hmm. somewhere in like that second or third tier for just absurd violence and and graphic depictions of torture and violence and i'll just say that it it, it earns its spot on that list if anybody has seen it listening they'll know what i'm talking about but uh a hard watch but also not like gratuitous to the point where it's just violence for violence sake like it was actually a, a an interesting film that had something to say uh-huh. that just happened to feature very horrific surreal violence and where is it from gravity. like what country france it's a french film um from 2008 and uh i don't know much beyond that i, I wasn't familiar with the director none of the actors i'm assuming they were all native frenchmen mm-hmm. they all did a fantastic job it was really well acted really well shot it was an awesome watch i hard to say that i could recommend it to people or that i like have any interest in watching it again anytime soon just because of the nature of what you're seeing it's a it's an interesting it's a it's hard really to put into words because there's just some horrible things but that's just something that i really appreciate about film is when you do see something that can stimulate you in that sort of way especially the the more you watch and the more that you subject yourself to the mm-hmm. especially i feel like this is the case with horror movies i i find the older i get the more i watch the harder it is to become frightened or scared yeah and right. it's not that kind of horror movie there's nothing really supernatural about it like maybe a little bit of an element but uh in the sense that you're seeing something that can elicit a reaction out of you that very few films can, I, I would praise this movie for being able to do that. So like Ari Aster esque. Yeah, exactly. More like on the toned up violence, but in the sense that, yeah, he, he can elicit something in you that very few directors can in the context of a horror film, because yeah. that's very much what it is. It's a straight up horror movie. I don't, I think on IMDb, my buddy that I watched it with was saying there's no other even like subgenres mentioned. It's just a straight up straight horror. horror. <laughs> yeah. But if you guys are ever in the mood for something that you, as a good one-time watch, maybe something if you're in the stomach for it. Yeah. Martyrs, I would recommend because, like I said, it was beyond it being known for its reputation. It was a, a quite le- a quite well-helmed film. So that was really my only watch of note in the last like couple of weeks. I got lots of Better Call Saul in as well. I've been binging that. I'm late season too, five actually. now. No way. Awesome. Yeah. Are you a Breaking Bad fan? 
Oh, huge. And I, I oh, watched you know this. <laughs> Do you know oh. what's coming, Gaius? Have this you heard right, this time? No, okay, right I'm, on, I'm on season six, episode... I think we're about to start episode seven. So oh, like okay. I, it's, it's home stretch, but I didn't yeah. see the last two seasons. Um, And then for a couple of years, just waited on it. And well, right. didn't have you're better, spoiled, you're better so. than me, because I've never seen it. I've gotten so many... I get so much shit either virtually or in person about having not seen Breaking Every Bad. time it comes up, you must cringe because you know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the, yeah, like... It's the only thing I've been watching last last like week or so as well. So it's, it's kind of ironic, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to finish it actually. Well, let me ask you what... I've been watching Fast and Furious movies. Um, that was the departure I took, but uh, but after we do this, I'm going to probably finish it maybe, maybe within the next two days, three days. Yeah, I'll be done season five probably by uh, by the weekend. I'm expecting, but so just a quick aside here: how do you com- how do you stack it up against Breaking Bad in terms of like, your enjoyment of it, like the quality of it? Um, I'm honestly wrestling with that myself. I don't know if I like it more or just I as much. I, I think I like it. It's almost like a procedural drama mixed with a Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? It's sort of maybe totally. it's a little bit more like Ozark because um, okay, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that's good. You can kind of tell they went with that sort of feel, but it's. I, yeah, I think it's fantastic. It's a little bit more intelligent, you could say. Than yeah. Breaking Bad. Um, but like the writing quality and the, the universe building is like just as good. If you like Breaking Bad, yeah. it, it is. Oh, yeah. It very much yeah. is. And it is the same, right? So that's yeah. that's what I like about it because Breaking Bad, I think, was a little short lived. They could have stretched it. And it's cool that they didn't. And I remember it's, them saying, right. you know, we want to keep it at five. We don't want to kill it. Um, before. I respect that decision because so many that. other shows so, won't do that. Yeah. I, res- um, I respect yeah, when any show does it. Really perfect. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, I, like I, I respect great for seven years, and then <laughs> and then stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. So and then then you have like Grey's Anatomy and, and oh, only my twenty twenty so years. Still, yeah. yeah, you know it's I you know sometimes you don't want your favorite shows to go away because you're like oh no, it's, no but like I'm I'm feeling that with Succession right I'm like oh I can <sighs> like I can have more of this. But I'm like, you know, I respect you knowing, like, hey, this is a story we want to tell across four seasons or ever seasons. That's a particularly short runtime, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I felt this way about. I brought it up to Jackson before. I felt this way about Bates Motel when, like, the guy in the beginning was like, "Hey, this is gonna be. We have a five year plan for this show," and I knew that, but I was like, "I want more." But like, I can also respect, like, you know, knowing creatively where it needs to end because that mm-hmm. makes me feel like you actually know what your the trajectory of your show because I. And for damn sure, certain like with Lost, they weren't necessarily on top of where that show was going. Because I remember, like, I, it was somewhere in season three where I was like, "They don't know what they're doing with this, do they?" I feel like I'm like wasting my time. Well, the writer strike from, from <laughs> back then, that the writer strike destroyed Lost. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the shows that it, fell victim it, to it. It destroyed Heroes. Uh, I'll yeah, never forgive Heroes it for too. destroying Heroes. Um, there's a lot of shows that it like that decapped completely. Yeah yeah that's very unfortunate big time yeah, it's not... although uh this time around i am i am you know on a side note i i do support the strike that they're doing right now because yeah. this whole the whole AI, AI thing like the the stipulations that they want to uh prevent ai from taking their jobs i think that's yeah. very, very very important. very important so hopefully it doesn't last too long but uh, good for them for their side right now holding the ground though yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, uh, as far as my watches, I watched uh, Killer Joe, like I said, uh, for the other show for the other show that we're doing. Yeah. And then it was funny too because like uh, Owen's birthday is today, but we celebrated it on Saturday, 
and we were talking and he was like, oh, what have you been watching lately? I was like, well, I blew through like seven Fast and Furious movies for this episode. He was like, what? He's like, wouldn't you have time? I was like, there, I was like, all right. There were some that like I actively paid attention to, like really paid attention to. Like I love the first one, right? I watched that like completely attentive. And there were yeah. other ones like Too Fast, Too Furious. I was like working and like kind of looking and not really paying right. attention to it. But Pretty you know, simple it's, movie. But it's so like you I mean I'm so familiar with all of them that you don't really have to. You know, right. it was just more of like a refresh thing. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I commend you for getting through those. And then I ta- like uh, did eight and nine. Uh, when I got home yesterday, and uh, I don't think I necessarily need to do that because I've seen those the most recent of the bunch. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I don't know, man. It was fun. Re- I mean, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this episode. I had a lot of fun rewatching all of them. Um, but yeah, so that's why I'm super excited to discuss it. Um, but we do have a couple of news things that we want to get out. Um, mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't enough to have a whole episode on. Um. But you know, but we have to mention. mentioning. Yeah, uh, we have to mention safety. them. For, yeah, <laughs> I'm not mentioning. I'm not mentioning. You know, I will mention that second. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. To Shannon and Ashley who are listening to this, I am going to mention it, <laughs> but second, because <laughs> uh, this other news is more important. Um, we have an official release date for Beetlejuice Two. It's coming out September 6, twenty twenty four. That was the release date, I guess, that Blade, uh, the MCU Blade, was on. But uh, oh, okay. uh, but that that movie is delayed because of the writer strike. Uh, apparently, this will start filming in London next month. I'm not sure how does that work with like the strike going on though. Can they shoot in it's London? It's the WGA, not... so if there's the maybe the Writers Guild of England, will film well, well, movie, but... that's a, that's a good that's huh. a good way to that's a good workaround if you want to still work on your movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so let's shoot it still, in London. We're still working up here, but. Um... Like I said, a lot of the a lot of the work that we do is American, so there is definitely a lull. But uh, if they're filming it in the, in Europe, in England, uh, I should say, because it's not part of Europe. Um, yeah, that could be it, or it that could have be been written in full before. before the strike, and that's that's yep. even more likely. But um, I think yeah. shooting in England is a great are, are filming yeah. in England yeah. anyways. It adds a certain charm. Yep, yeah. and there's a lot. So look forward to, I mean, in, in this sequel, we got Michael Keaton coming back in the title role, of course. Jenna Ortega, uh, you know, everyone's favorite, <laughs> everyone's was, favorite new up and coming actress. You know, she, she was fan been, cast in this movie yeah. long before she even really was yeah, cast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's like you know. perfection. And Perfect Lord casting. knows, Lord knows she needs work because she's barely in anything right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, dry she streak, is, eh? yeah, a little bit of a dry spell for that one. But she will be playing uh, the daughter of Renona Ryder's character, who I guess is also coming back. They also said that Justin Thoreau was added to the cast, Monica Bellucci, and uh, Willem Dafoe also added to the Willem cast. Willem Dafoe, well. he is somebody yeah. who is literally every fucking every. thing these days. And I love <laughs> yeah. that. I love that for him. It's just crazy. Like, I don't think this guy has a life outside of acting. He's in <laughs> every movie. Can't he's, believe it sometimes. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a very uh, long streak going. Um, feels like he's been mentioned and, and, and done a lot of really good work lately. I, I feel like since to, like, The Lighthouse is like the last thing, yeah. like when I started to notice this trend of him being cast and like every little indie and even mainstream sort of production maybe it goes beyond that but since yeah. then i've certainly noticed his involvement in a lot of different projects well he's but, he's, he's had quite a long uh, he's had a long career going for himself and um, yes he has i still think he's going to be joker one day 
I hope so. Yo, know, that'd be really that'd be really fun, actually. I mean, he already he already chewed up some scenery and and in, in with Spider Man back in the day, and then in No Way Home, so he's mm-hmm. it's close, <laughs> very close yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, as far as this movie, you know, I didn't necessarily need a sequel to be. I love Beetlejuice, um, right? But but it's not one of those things where they've talked about it for years, wanting to do one, and mm-hmm. it's been talked about so much that I was like, I don't know if it's gonna happen, and. It seems like it's kind of quickly coming. I I don't know if it was yeah Jenna Ortega working on Wednesday with Tim Burton that it they said that they got kind of fast tracked like once they started working together yeah. on that show. I can um, see that. And you know, I mean, we I mean we were joking about her, but like you know, she is uh, she's certainly the it girl right now uh, in just about anything. That she, I, mean, I mean, when I told you that story on Deadline when they were talking about like the scream six box office predictions and they listed her as like a primary reason people were going to go see that movie yep. on opening weekend absolutely and, and i was like good for her i mean i, I is she 21 like she she's young yeah uh, she's, and I she's i don't even think she's 21 yet but i'm not sure and it's wow. cool to kind of like build like you know building this kind of i mean of course i guess the big comeback too is michael keaton who is also like He's like, I'm at an age now where I can just dabble in all my old stuff. Yeah, I can I be Batman, the test I can be Batman again. The Flash had something to do with it as well, just when they realize like people are taking this seriously. And that could you know, be it too. In, in a role where it's all makeup and or costumes or whatever. I mean, he's still the same guy, right? You throw him in That's that right. stuff and, and yeah. might as well take advantage of it. Now, and it's funny too, because when he was in the original Beetlejuice and then when he got cast, when he was cast in Batman, Oh, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of documentaries and stuff made about this. Like, so many people were like, "That guy is gonna be yeah. Batman." Like, he was known for being mostly funny and it like every you time, know, and, you Mr. know, it's fun. It's yeah, it, Mr. Bomb. Yeah, like there's like so. Many, I mean, of course, we see that kind of casting stuff even today, where people, I mean, hey, love Heath Ledger, but when Heath Ledger got was cast as a Joker, there were a lot of people who were like the guy from 10 things I hated about you and a nice yeah. tail, like that's our Joker. And then of course, or, he uh, Pattinson. No one, <laughs> yeah. that. No one, no <laughs> one likes Robert Pattinson. Temporary example. Right. Look how yeah. that turned out. So now it's so, so funny to see like, you know, the most anticipated thing about the flash is everyone wanting to see Michael Keaton yeah. back as Batman. And now he's just like, well, I might as well tap into like all my other old stuff. Like I'll put like, I'm 70 something years old. I can, I'll be Beetlejuice again. Like what the hell? Let's he's, do it. He's a real life <laughs> so, man. It's like yeah, Birdman's right. come to life, right? Yeah, yeah. seriously. But that movie's even more meta now. Life yeah. imitating art. But, <laughs> exactly. Um, Atai, I'll throw it to you. Like, I mean, are you excited for this? Like, do you, is this is this something that you really like necessarily wanted, or you're like you're just are you fine with it? I mean, I never thought of, like, they would do it. I never yeah. thought they would do it. I'm happy that it's a sequel and not a remake. Agreed. Right. Like, if there was a remake of Top Gun, I would have been not about it but it was a sequel yeah. remake of beetlejuice i'm about it um i hope this is on par with the top gun sequel because yeah. if that's the case all power to it yeah if they want to have stuff like that that's yeah. fine with me if they're if they're going to start redoing classic movies like you know back to the future stuff like that um i'm not about it <laughs> but yeah i think yeah. i think it'll be good Likewise, and I think my the friend. fact that it's tim burton and they're not just taking the name and and giving it to someone else i think it promising very very promising so mm-hmm. we'll see nice. what they do with it be interested to see who's writing it or who has wrote it do we know that yet or do you guys know off the top of your head i don't know yeah, i just know i yeah i just know that tim burton's back to direct it danny elfin's gonna do the music of course because he's nice. he's tim yeah. burton's guy um and then i know it's supposed to start shooting as soon as next month in london so i mean 
this probably I mean like you said like with the whole writing thing they probably had something locked down already yeah for especially for it to be coming like oh we're gonna start shooting this like next month um, yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't have announced it without a script and then already put a, an end date on it in the middle of a writer strike so it's something that they probably had and maybe they just didn't want to overdo the keaton um hype yeah. with people so like in the middle of uh of the flash marketing they didn't want to be like oh also beetlejuice is coming out because people might have gotten yeah. sick of him before he even uh before the flash even came out so i think right. they, the timing is kind of weird but you know i'm, I'm hoping it'll be good and um i forgot to mention that Catherine o'hara also apparently is coming back for this uh sequel oh, as well she's, okay. she's in there she's in the original movie um yeah it, it, it seems like really perfect they got all the necessary people back from the original that should be there and, and then, then monica got... bellucci is going to be playing Beetlejuice's, Beetlejuice's wife. wife mrs and Beetlejuice, yeah mrs, mrs Beetlejuice and I didn't know that Monica Bellucci and Tim Burton were dating I like I yeah. oh so, what like yeah, so Jace, so I found wow. out JC Burke with the movies like when he covered it on his page I was reading it and I was like wait they're dating but I mean and then you know and that's typical Tim Burton fashion because when he was with Elena Bottom Carter she was always in his stuff too yeah and so he might as well you know until I until I heard about uh Bellucci so huh um good for Tim Burton <laughs> good for honestly Tim Burton. yeah Monica because you know beautiful yeah. actress beautiful person yeah like I I'm all for it good for him um yeah I mean it seems like I, I feel like yeah everything's in place for this to uh, be potentially really good um mm -hmm. so i i actually don't have any and we talked a lot about legacy sequels and stuff like that i guess is what this would be considered at this point um oh big time 36 but, years right yeah yeah but the more they announce from it the more people that are attached to it i'm like all right i think i could be down for it and see what they do with it so on paper I'm in the beginning i was very hesitant especially considering like the track record of i'd say majority of legacy sequels in the yeah. last 10 years but as this movie has gained steam added casts tim burton's back to direct it, it it's become something i can actually look forward to i think any anyway it's in the right direction and in, in the right hands so yeah i agree with you i'm quite looking forward to this one yeah as long as people are actually in it for the duration and not they're not just sort of throwing them in for five minute cameos oh like cameos you know, right? uh, yeah i yeah. hope that's not the case yeah. or star wars or whatever yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but i, I don't th i think tim burton would um would do his own franchise right what well, it's franchise now yeah and uh yeah, right. I hopes. Yeah, I have high hopes too. I wish I could remember Jackson. It, it was on here, and I know it wasn't you because you said you didn't say it. I cannot remember who called Rachel Zegler a poor man's Jenna Ortega, and it is like, <laughs> it, 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 like it keeps bothering me because I know someone said it, and I so I, I, I yeah. <laughs> and I think it was I like a guess we had. That. My, see, I don't remember the, like that being thrown around. Maybe it was on because you won't say maybe like. I don't know why I thought you said it because like you would say wouldn't say something that mean, but like I was like, who called well, her like a poor messenger? I you know what I couldn't if see if I had been more familiar with Rachel Zegler, maybe I'd have said that because I did <laughs> I couldn't envision her when you said this on like whatever episode we recorded that on when you brought that up. But then I like yeah. literally the next day, maybe even later that night, I saw a post with her and I was like, Oh wow, she does look like Jenna Ortega. <laughs> but I'm not as familiar with his, her work, so that's why I knew it wasn't me because I wouldn't even really know much. But there's definitely instances of actresses and actors that i think do are like kind of like a different version of another more <laughs> mainstream one but no it wasn't me that uh i i see i got i got i, I got i got figure that i out, can't man. attest I, to I, her <laughs> acting a talent because i can't think of any of her work off the top of my head but you'll it'll come to you sometime 
I mean, she was good in West Side Story. I mean, I oh, was she know. the lead in that? Is that who that yeah, is? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. She went. She went from High School Obscurity to making a Steven Spielberg musical remake. So good for her okay. in that regard. <laughs> in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, and the thing with Jennifer Ortega too. Like I, we talked about it before. Like when Scream uh, Five came out, and I had never heard of her. I was like, I didn't know who she was, and then all of a sudden, she was in everything I was watching. It seemed like then she I was didn't like, it, she was on you until after the fact. And I'm like, oh, that's the first thing I'd seen her in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was great. So, and then she was in X, and like you know, like there were so many things that she kept popping up in. I was like, well, she's not going anywhere. No. So the point where I, where I was when I was white, maybe I, I was watching Scream, and I was like, all right, I think Melissa Barrera is fine, and she's doing okay in like individual scenes. But when they have her in scenes with Jenna Ortega, like there is one person clearly acting in circles around circles. the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, give that girl more to do in the next one. And of course they did. <laughs> a lot more to do but yeah like i said i'm looking forward to it like i mean she's of course a talented girl like it's been in a lot of stuff i love tim burton movies uh in general um it's probably good for him to like kind of go back and do something that's like classic tim burton um mm-hmm. you know because other than like done this- any sequels uh, Batman Returns. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I can throw that right. into your. I can throw that to your face. I remember when you were like, "I've never seen Batman '89." I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> How did I let that come out? Want to borrow? Oh, <laughs> I have it on DV on Blu-ray. I just haven't gotten around to throwing oh, it in yet. Yeah. It's, something, it's really fantastic to, to watch in 4K because it's like, it's almost like you're seeing it again for the first time. Right. And you know, when you're I a kid, will, you're watching yeah. it on like cable TV. It's all chopped Different. up. Yeah right you know so i'll be seeing it in anticipation of the flash no doubt so i will yeah. hopefully you'll hear me talk about it here in the next few weeks i can't wait better better yeah that was that's another thing i've been messaged about like you guys have seen batman 89 <laughs> i was like uh no, <laughs> yeah, no i shouldn't have let that one come out and, but, he, yeah. and he and he doesn't understand the twisted goodness of batman returns that's a weird fucked up movie that's certainly not for kids but they definitely marketed it towards us when we were kids they're like yeah go see that movie it has yeah, a lot like, of happy meal tie in well i mean yeah batman right <laughs> But on that yeah. note, I've seen most of Burton's other movies, except for the Batman's, maybe a couple of his others, but uh, I've seen... I think, did they do two of the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas movies, or was there only... No, I think it's just the one... And did he do the sequel to... Wasn't there a, a like, Alice in Wonderland sequel? Yeah, there was. Did he, oh, did, there did was. He, did he, but did he do that sequel? I don't know if he actually directed the sequel or not. Is it um, through The Looking Glass or whatever? I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah, yeah. The second one, but you're right, there are two. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, I think he's a he wonky dude, though. Sure. That Tim Burton has quite the. I mean, if you want circle, if you, if you want to see like the one Tim Burton movie that I think is probably the most him, I think Edward Scissorhands is probably the most like you could tell that when he was doing that, he's like, I know that guy, I understand who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why that movie I think is so good. I mean, you could tell like it seems like a personal kind of story oh, yeah. to him. Um, that's why I think that's probably the best stuff he's done. And other than that, I mean, I, I love Big Fish as well. I think that's a really good movie. That's what uh, I haven't seen did. of his. I actually uh, didn't know really that was good. him. Yeah, he's Sweeney really good. Todd, I love by Tim Burton. That was I do much. love that too. That I was a never, good musical. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about that musical either before I saw the movie. It was just a random, like, let's go see the latest Tim Burton movie. And I was surprised that I liked it. I mean, because I like musicals, but it just right. depends on, like, the type. You got to be in the mood for them. Yeah. True. Because I will never forget when a girlfriend at the time like made me go see Phantom of the Opera with her. 
Oh, uh, and it's a Joel, no. the Joel Schumacher one, and I was just like, "This is trash." I mean, I mean, I, I under like I look like Emmy Rossum is good in it. I will give it that, and it's a pretty movie. That's all yeah. I can really say. It's day. a little bit of a chore. I actually saw this recently with a friend of mine as well uh, earlier this year, and I remember thinking, "This is a haul to get through." Yeah, and then Gerard Butler, I just can't tell. If, like, oh. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, can he sing? <laughs> it was like that, that whole time I was watching it. Was like, it I don't him? Know. Yeah, Gerard Butler played uh, the yeah. Phantom. And oh, he, 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 I mean, there's a voice there. I just don't he, know if it's actually. A now that you mention that, I remember reading that he took no sort of singing lessons in anticipation of that role. Just raw Gerard <laughs> Butler singing, like craziness. And then he does that's it again confidence. in Les Mis. Like, that guy's got, yeah, that's confidence at its peak. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, laziness, for, depending on how Or laziness, yeah. Or laziness. <laughs> Maybe a healthy mix of both. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of, all right. of delusion. <laughs> all right, Shannon and Ashley, here is your sequel news. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, I, I'm i making fun of this, but um, I actually do like the first Freaky Friday. I haven't watched it in a while, but I do think that Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan are quite good in it. I think they're really funny together. And Jamie Lee Curtis's career lately has been all about manifesting uh, – stuff that she wants to have in all during award season while she was promoting uh, her role in everything everywhere all at once. She kept mentioning that she had talked to Disney about a Freaky Friday sequel, said she had talked to Lindsay Lohan about doing it and that she's down for it. Um, And she kept, she kept mentioning in almost every interview that she did. And then lo and behold, yeah, we are going to get a Freaky Friday too. And this uh, basically the announcement comes like, I think the movie turns 20 in August. Uh, so it's 20 years since uh, the first one came out. I don't know what they're going to do. They didn't really give uh, any explanations as to what it's going to be. Um, so It'll probably be like uh, the same thing, but it's like her kids this time. And then it's like oh, a grandma probably, and a mom. Probably. And maybe they bring another kid in or maybe they gender swap it or something, but figure it out uh, yeah i mean i feel this I, one's a little harder to uh accomplish like in a in a in a good way you know what i mean yeah like well, probably i mean more it was a remake to... right so they didn't really need to oh. think outside the box yeah like the original one is a disney oh um, remake yeah from like the 60s yeah, interesting. I didn't know that yeah and honestly the first movie tapped in at the, around the time when lindsay lohan was pretty big i mean she the parent trap, of course, and then like uh, Friday was a mean girl, so like the next all year, really, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, next year it was mean girls for her, and uh, I guess I shouldn't mention her before a little bit, it made money, uh, but she was like a, a really big thing, and like so much so that she uh, even has like some songs on the soundtrack, uh, on our way to Owen's birthday party because I was in the car with four girls, uh, they played that ultimate song from Freaky Friday several times. On okay, a forty-five on a four on a forty-five minute drive, and then I just had to go with it and just accept it was happening. And I was like, oh, "All right, forever." I was like, "I don't know, I don't know the words to this song." And then I'm just like, "Yeah, I know the words." Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do remember the movie being fun. I remember like Jamie Lee Curtis being really good in it, actually, and Lizzie mm-hmm. Lohan. I, you know, I. This is a little different for me than like the Beetlejuice two news, and it's Very it doesn't this track. doesn't feel necessary at all um no. like whatsoever this seems like more like hey like jamie lee curtis is like hot again so let's like see right. what she can get done lizzie lohan completely she turned her life work. around i mean i mean she 
turn her life around. She does have a Netflix deal too, like for stuff. Oh, okay. um, I think she's married or engaged now. She's about to have a baby. Uh, so she, like, I think she's like a Buddhist now or something. Like I saw yeah, her like, interviewed recently, oh. and she seems like is, very together. So this is a far cry from the girl that was getting like a bunch of DUIs and getting arrested. Like she is yeah. completely turned uh, her life around. So like, Good I mean, I, in that sense, it's cool to like, all right, if you want to have this like kind of potential big comeback thing uh with a movie that was pretty popular for you 20 years ago then you know i don't see the problem in it i just don't know if it's like we don't need it like no, no, one, you've, no, got no. The, you've got the oscar winner in jamie lee curtis and then you've got yeah. the the michael keaton hype train so the people who make these decisions they see dollar signs and they go after it exactly right that's what it and all comes down it makes to. sense you know what i mean yeah. And by the way, Jamie Lee Curtis is no stranger to bringing her franchises back. So she's, I mean, she did it with Halloween yeah. H2O for Halloween. And then oh, when yeah, she did, she's for sure producing. Yeah. And then when she did Halloween 2018, she was like, all right, we don't have to like, we can disregard all those sequels and we'll just connect yeah. it to like the original movie. So she, what I like about her though, is, you know, there, she dealt with, not dealt with, but like she got a lot of flack sometimes for for some horror fan seeing that she kind of like rejected her horror movie roots because mm-hmm. she did like a bunch yeah. of horror she did like a she did a bunch of horror movies in a row she did halloween and then that movie was very successful and then she thought like that would lead to like other big things and she kept only getting tv work pretty much after that so then john carpenter was like hey i have a role in the fog do you want to do that and she hadn't been in the movie since halloween so she was like all right we'll do the fog and then she said from there it was like the fog and then prom night and terror train and then she did Halloween 2, and she knew after Halloween 2 that she had to do something else if she wanted to be, like she said, taken seriously as an actress. Right, um, not typecast. And, and not get typecast, and that's fair, but then there are a lot of horror, hardcore horror fans who sometimes are like, man, she like turns her back on horror until she needs it. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that could be true, but like, I mean... You can I, that about anybody's career if you spin it the right it's way. It's true, and honestly, yeah. watching her, even when she promoted h2o even knowing what she signed up for because like she wanted that to have like finality to it and they're like no we know we're doing resurrection we know you can't kill him off Mm -hmm. uh and she even knowing that she still promoted the hell out of it the last three halloween movies that she did she promoted the hell out of those like you could tell like if she's faking caring about all this stuff then she's a really good actress because it seems like she really is into like what these movies kind of mean for the people who are watching them like she's a very much aware of what the fan base is she constantly says that she would not have a film career if not for halloween so like she always uh brings it back to that and she even thanked genre fans in her oscar speech she made sure to yeah. mention like you know like That's so right. so i cool. i kind of like this <laughs> like that she can manifest this for herself like you just like talk it up like you know Speaking i'm pretty sure <laughs> like, you know, think about yeah. it she was like a trendsetter because now you're looking at all these other movies that aren't in that genre that bring back people who are dead like yeah. Han, for example <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of the marvel a lot of the marvel guys coming back from the dead um and just extending and and figuring out ways to you know to to reach into the past yeah whether right. it's for nostalgia or just for for sheer dollars um a lot of other genres are now sort of doing the same thing that horror have, has done for a long time. I think that speaks I mean, a little I'm... bit to a lack of original content coming out of Hollywood, <laughs> particularly yeah. the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, something yeah, to do with that. Depends on how you look at it. For the fans, it's, it's yes. Like, like you say, oh, we're bringing back someone, so and so who died off, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. If you look at, if you look at the hype for the flash, like it's, it seems to be a good formula. Right. So, 
currently right. how, how they do it with uh with this but i mean good for her yeah oh I mean, absolutely i uh you know i talked about this with jackson before like you know however you might have felt about those last three halloween movies i i know a lot of people feel a, mm. some kind of way about the last one especially um i still think it was cool that like when that first one when that came out in 2018 and we were able to have like two more movies after that it was cool to kind of see like this granddaddy of horror franchises still viable in the kind of day and age that we live in now like you know right. we haven't had we haven't had a nightmare on elm street movie since the remake and that sucks that like i want to see freddy krueger on the big screen that'd be fun i think 100%. you know friday the 13th has been like tied up in all this like legal stuff which i think is kind of coming to an end and you know it's funny because like yeah. <laughs> like a long time ago you would be like oh they're making like another friday the 13th like oh they're making another halloween but now it kind of feels like i want them back and yeah. that's what and that was the cool thing about the Halloween movies. It was like, all right, it made that franchise made Michael Myers like viable again. And like, and not in just like a small, like, oh, this movie made a little bit of money kind of way. Like it was at least 20, that 2018 one was a massive like hit. Like you could tell like they really were hungry for like a really good, you know, potentially scary like Halloween movie. Right. Um and, you know, and, you know, it didn't there was necessarily a bit of a too. Yeah, it'd been a while. And and yeah, it didn't go the way people wanted it to go in the end um <laughs> i still have friends who are still mad about halloween ends i haven't seen ends uh, yet because i i heard everything about it and i was like god damn it i don't know if i want to put myself through this i will see it probably this halloween but i didn't rush out to go see it but i know i'm not i kind of just have my mind made up about the direction they took it in so I'm, it's hard not to be pessimistic yeah and with halloween like kills and with halloween kills i was you know i, I know people were hard, hard on that one too but i was like hey it's called halloween kills and that's pretty much all he did for like I a, a good 90 minutes. A good 90 yes, minutes. Like it was a rampage. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate it on that level. Um, Nothing else about that movie I cared for other than Michael just literally killing everybody he comes across, which was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's true. And guys, in case you're wondering why we're getting another Freaky Friday, because the first one made, it was made for $20 million and it made, I didn't even know this. I knew it was a hit, but I know it was this, this big. It made $160 million worldwide when wow. it came out in 2003. It took um, them this long? Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan had some, some, some problems. Well, okay. Some fair enough. do it sooner if, if not for her transgression. But yeah. I mean, she's been, I mean, honestly, she's been talking about either wanting to do a sequel to this or Mean Girls. I don't need a sequel to Mean Girls either. It's it's fine Leave the way it, it's fine, it, and it's it that is a pop culture phenomenon type of movie that mm. deserves to just live its own single life. And I don't really want to see Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried. Like I like them, you know, playing high school. I don't need to see them yeah. potentially. I guess basically being what Amy Poehler was in the first movie. Like they'd probably be like yeah. the moms, and like it'd be like a new right. group of girls like no i mean no but ways. i under, but i also understand why Lindsay lohan would want to sequelize her most popular movies um, she would probably be the only one that would want to do it even yeah <laughs> rachel <laughs> mcgallis is like i'm good amanda yeah. cyber like i have an emmy i'm good too yeah. <laughs> like, I, um but yeah yeah we'll be getting that i know they have a writer they already have a writer uh attached to it so it makes me wonder if like maybe some of this has already been written or like exactly. maybe they just potentially as well um but yeah shannon ashley that is your freaky friday 2 news from your boy yes and now we got to talk about guy shit all right <laughs> <laughs> on with it let's go on with it now we are so i actually didn't put this episode on our calendar like when 
Jackson came up with the calendar. This was one of the things that he kind of threw on there because he knew that the movie was opening like May 19th. And it was kind of like just basically a blurb about like we can do something leading up to uh, the new movie coming out. Um, you got the content in there to make an episode out of, I thought. So Yeah, and since there are nine movies, there is a lot <laughs> uh, well, to, cov- to cover. Ten, uh, really? Ten, no, ten now, ten now. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, though. Yeah, I wrote I wrote a few notes about Hobbs and Shaw just in case I had to mention it, but, uh, you know, it's there uh, in case you were required viewing. No, no, I didn't get that. You can't get I enough look- of, the, of the universe. It's a good watch, but yeah. it doesn't really... Doesn't really uh, too much right yeah not, it's not it's not necessary <laughs> but no. it also I, I still think it's a fun movie in, it, in and of itself it's completely fine um yeah but yeah you don't you don't really need uh if you're trying to have like a crash fast and furious course before you go see mm. fast 10 Hobbs and Shaw is not necessary for you to watch uh they did all. just they did just announce that um Hobbs is going to be making an appearance in uh, in ten. Yeah, cool. it's funny because like the rap, the rap Hot, mentioned yeah. that, and there were a lot of people like that were kind of upset that they mentioned it because they were like, "Well, you know, a lot of us haven't seen the movie yet." Um, that kind of happens been, though. When it could have been an amazing movie. surprise. Yeah, right. that have that happens a lot when movies screen early. There's certain publications that were like, and I and someone someone who saw the movie early definitely said that I know that they were told not to mention it. Uh, at their screening and they weren't allowed to mention it until after like at least the opening weekend so that means like people <laughs> still heard it at the rap and we're like yeah whatever it'll get us clicks so let's let's do it yeah and you know and they'll still get invited to these Fame things just weird people so this is usually a variety problem variety does this a lot uh uh but i was surprised it was the rap like when i first saw it i was like what did variety do this time i was like oh no it wasn't them <laughs> <laughs> it was the rap um it sucks but i mean i mean i mean so it would have been a fun, would have been a really fun surprise though. Like, like, oh, like I thought he said he wasn't gonna do any of these anymore. I'm hoping that it's uh, <laughs> it's like a bluff because there's a better surprise, like uh, Godot being alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like more, more, well, uh, more Giselle. <laughs> I mean, I want them to bring Jesse back, but that's not gonna happen. Um, wow, that's a good a CGI a good throwback. <laughs> that would be quite something. <laughs> Jesse is a good throwback for people who really love because, like, I, I think people might forget him sometimes <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. uh that, yeah. that would it'd be cool to have him back um but yeah the first the fast and the furious movie came out in 2001 um i you know i always like to kind of before we start these scenes kind of like talk about like when you first discovered uh these movies so like when the, mm-hmm. in the case of the first film uh ty like when did you see did you see it in the movie theater like i was or did you catch 16 later? years old and I saw it six times in the movie theater. <laughs> there you go, man. This is yeah. why you're on this episode. Oh, <laughs> my six goodness. Times I saw it. The sixth time I saw it was in IMAX. The uh, the first ever IMAX screen in the world was, wow. was the one at Ontario Place in Toronto. Oh, nice. Wow. I, saw it there. I did not know um, IMAX went that, that far. Yeah, IMAX is a Canadian invention. Um, nice. that much I knew. And yeah, I mean, uh, Go I was obsessed. I had my, I had my learner's permit by the time it came out on, on the DVD. I had my, my first car and I, I had my license and, um, timing was perfect. And, uh, I mean, I just, I remember I, w- I would have gone to see it every single day if I could have, like, I was just instantly obsessed. It really, it really hit. I mean, uh, cause I, that's, this was, 
uh, going into junior year for me. So like that summer, uh, we I I fondly remember all the previews for that movie before it came out. Now, yeah. I, and I honestly didn't connect with all my friends initially. Because I, I remember I only went that opening night with my friend Chris, and we tried to get other friends to go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it looks kind of cheesy. I don't want everyone to see it. Like, uh, it looks, and some people say it looks bad or whatever, right? So we went opening night. And one, I mean, at that point, I was already paying attention to, like, I was reading different trade publications and stuff, like seeing what other people thought of upcoming movies. Mm-hmm. This movie was viewed by a lot of people as like a, it might potentially be a dud. It wasn't, it wasn't like expected to be huge, uh, but I think it really uh, tapped into something that people our age really wanted uh, yeah. back then. It was like Fight Club. It did better after it came out like on video. Right. Like, that's when it really was thriving. Home media was um, what a massive. It's just that whole. It, it started like an entire. It reignited like the muscle car era from the late sixties. Yeah. And looking back on it now, I mean, it created an industry essentially. Like when you look at all the, all the video games, the Need for Speed Underground games, and like all mm. that stuff. All of that stuff's come because of the Fast and Furious. Um, yeah. All the car magazines, the car shows. Um, the reality TV, all the the inclusion of of modified Japanese cars in all kinds of other movies. <laughs> That's totally um, true. It, it's really all owed to that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and what I will say too, I remember that opening night, and I remember when we walked in, we were surprised by how full the theater was because I was like, oh well, some of our friends didn't want to see this, but apparently everyone else did uh, yeah. on that opening night, and it was just so much fun. Like it's just, I mean, I. I mean, we'll talk about some of the individual movies later, but like, I still, out of how big they've gotten, I still go back to this first movie as like my favorite oh, yeah. of the bunch. It's like, Agreed. it's so the simplicity of it, like, is what I appreciate. Like, yeah. like the fact, the fact that like the biggest stunt is like watching like cars go underneath trucks. <laughs> like that's like yeah. the big, like, oh, that's the money shot compared to like right. what we've been getting like the last few movies. But I'm still more excited seeing that sequence more than like stuff they've given us, uh, recently and then yeah. also the cast was just really fun they like, they really got oh, like yeah. a really good group of people to be in that movie um i i already had a crush on jordana brewster because of the faculty so that was mm. like i remember uh knowing that she was in it i was like well that's score score one for us that right. she's in this movie um i had seen girl fight already with michelle rodriguez and i think this was her second movie like right after that um mm. ah. uh, they actually throw in the letty punch because of that they were like you know Hey, that you were in that movie they're gonna know like you're that girl from that movie so like you want to like cold clock somebody and no michelle rodriguez Muriel, michelle rodriguez as we know from maybe interviews and stuff is always down the clown so, so she was yeah. like yeah I'll, 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 she was like i want to punch somebody let's do it um and she actually you know she had like, a lot of input on her character too because like that character i guess was really written to be like the girlfriend and not have much to do at all mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's interesting too is watching the first one again she really doesn't have a ton to do but you can tell that like she didn't play it as if like i'm just like his arm piece like you know Not she wanted all, yeah. to like she played it as like you know she wanted she michelle rodriguez was like i know this world i've no girls like this like they're not in it just to be like the girlfriend they're doing all this stuff too so like oh, yeah. jordana brewster has talked about it too that like she was like these are the things that you need to change about this character and this is a girl who's this is her second movie and she's telling them like this is what you need to do to make this character better and they listen to her and they, you know that's why i feel like 
I feel like Lenny is very much Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> in, yeah. a oh, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, she's still fighting in all the movies. Um, yeah, so still can't cool that they stayed, they stayed true to her. Um, it looks like, like she's got a big scrap in the next uh, installment in the next, with Charlize. Yeah, Charlize, yeah. And you know what? And, you know, and at least her fighting makes sense. Like, you know, when you start throwing Jordana Brewster in and now she can scrap in the ninth one. She's got a big one coming up, too. In the ninth one, I was like, okay, when did she learn? The, when did she get fight training? Like, like all right, whatever. <laughs> you just roll with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my, my my first experience with that movie was that opening weekend. I actually I did not see it six times. I, you got me beat. I did see it twice, and I actually ended up seeing it the next weekend with friends who did not want to see it opening weekend. They felt left out of me and my buddy Chris's conversation about yeah. the movie. They were like, "Oh, so it was like really that good?" I was like, "Yeah, it was so good." Yeah, um, it was a, it was word of mouth. A lot of people went back and uh, and wanted to see what all the sort of fuss was about. But I remember going to see it with like various friends just in pairs. Um, and I mean, it became a tradition. Like every time a Fast and Furious movie come out would come out, like me and my my crew would go and see it together. And um, yeah. it's the nostalgia. Like of all the movies that I can think of, the nostalgia being one of the motivating factors to go see the next one. Yeah, I can't think of one that is more synonymous with nostalgia than the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I agree. So Jackson, you are younger. Uh, so you mm-hmm. didn't see you did not see this in the theaters in 2001 no 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 i <laughs> i didn't see a fast and furious movie in theaters until at least the seventh there's a chance i saw the six in theaters i'm not exactly sure i know i remember seeing seven in theaters though but i was very much behind but growing up these movies were were all over the, you know they dominated the conversation of like movies particularly action movies like in the 2000s they were huge amongst my friend groups and in school i was just a little bit late to the game tokyo drift in particular was one that was uh massive amongst like just my area like everyone had seen it like i said my best friend since middle school was huge on these movies so i very much lived like experienced these movies vicariously through people just in in popular culture mm-hmm. but was a little bit later to seeing i don't remember exactly when i saw the first one but it would have been like in my mid teenage years probably and it was an instant favorite. It was a, it's a classic. I go back to it every so often. I really enjoy the first one. And mm-hmm. I know what, every time it seems we bring up the first one, I, and this is a question I've been waiting to, to ask you guys who were there when it came out. Um, obviously, as, as we know, it's very much, very much uh, the same kind of bones and structure as Point Break, which is a movie that yeah. I absolutely adore. And I wanted to ask you guys if, if that was apparent at the time that it came out in theaters, were you guys hearing this, this uh, comparison at that time? Or was this something that people mentioned later? What was the not actually like not right at the at the same time, but right not very long after it came out, I yeah. started hearing those comparisons. Right. Yeah. It was talked a lot. Uh, yeah, not initially, but like amongst our friends, who like the more people who saw it, were like basically you know would say what like a lot of people say like this is this is Point Break with cars like this is basically like <laughs> right like like Paul Walker is Keanu Reeves and Vin Diesel yeah. is Patrick Swayze. Um, you know, I watched, um, I, I always talk about this documentary series on Vice called Icons on Earth, and they actually did the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, um, right. even, though, even though the first movie is based on like a Vibe magazine article called uh, Racer X, um, mm-hmm. when they went in and did rewrites on it, they basically were like, we're going to really basically make Point Break. But in the oh. street racing scene, so they, they're very, they were very, they were, they were aware of like what they wanted oh, to okay. do. And like, well, I forgot the guy's name, but he basically was like, we had to change it just enough. So it's like, we were just like copying it beat for beat, but there are a lot of similar beats in for Point sure. Break and The Fast and the Furious. Um, 
but it was that draft when they sent it to Universal. They were like, okay, this sounds like we can make this like into right a viable movie. It was um, long enough. It was like twenty years after, right? So yeah, so it was like it wasn't too or no, like, sorry. It was like ten, like ten, ten, yeah, ten. Yeah, ten, yeah. 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 so it was enough, like far, though. far removed enough uh, that you know you can, can you can fool us young people like this. Is and I've never, <laughs> I never felt that comparison was like to Fast and Furious's detriment. Like it might be for lack. You know, for all intents and purposes, the same movie with a different context. But Point Break's an awesome fucking movie. The premise is universal. It's something about infiltrating a group of criminals like from the inside out is just yeah. so captivating. I don't think it's ever like worked against Fast and Furious. It just happens to be very similar to another movie that I think is very much praised. But I've never like held that against Fast and Furious for being similar because, yeah. as you guys mentioned, like it very much does stand on its own. It and it brings a sort of individuality and a charisma to it. And there's nothing like the, just watching the, the, the vehicle, like the car porn, I call it. In that movie, yeah, pretty much. And yeah, there, was there was a time like, capsule. There was nothing like that at the time. And it had been a long time right. since, since like the glory days of, you know, the old, like the bullets and, and like the real classics, the vanishing points and, and the, the true car chase movies. Yes. There would be I haven't stuff seen like Ronin yeah, or Italian job, but nothing close to being like oh, the italian american <laughs> forgot about that movie american uh <laughs> like Ronan. there was lots of you know european car chase movies but right you know, with the the stuff that they uh that they were sort of going for with with the point break was more based on the the human aspect right pretty, exactly that's understandable there's only what they say there's only seven different real types of movie plot Ex- exactly yeah. movie fits into one of them so yeah, yeah. it is what it is I'll, uh, I'll give them a pass though because they did a it, hell of a job. Hundred percent, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Um, for people who are unfamiliar with the plot, just in case, uh, Paul Walker plays Brian O'Connor. He's a LAPD police officer who goes undercover in the street racing world to investigate a string of truck car jackings. It's so weird that this is like the humble beginnings of this franchise, where th- these are very low level uh, criminals yeah. <laughs> compared to uh, <laughs> DVD players. Like it's it's funny uh, yeah. to think of it now. Um, but of course, uh, once, uh, Brian gets involved in like, uh, you know, Dom's crew, Dominic Toretto played by Vin Diesel, um, like any good classic movie, he's kind of, he's a little torn <laughs> between like what he, what he needs to do. And, uh, also kind of being immersed in this kind of world himself. And then also finding some kind of even connection with, of course, with Mia, but then like, even with Dom, that's like a, almost like a brother. I mean, of course that grows, uh in the future but um that was another thing that was i guess universal was really sold on was that these like the connections between the characters is what they really enjoyed that it was there was real conflict there uh between what brian needs to do and like you know and then also growing this kind of affection for the people he's investigating um there's no there's no way that that was intentional like that they couldn't look ahead and say we're gonna do 12 of these movies and <laughs> the main underlying theme is going to be family family yeah and, uh, <laughs> and sticking up for people and, and being you know having their backs through thick and thin like it was almost a byproduct felt like right. a big accident yeah and 100%. a really good accident for them yeah um yeah. so are you guys familiar like with street racing that much because i will be honest with you like it's not like a world that i'm like connected to at all so i always I'm, so i've yeah, always yeah. wondered to for people who are into it like does this movie like accurately depict what that scene is really like 
Um, this is I mean, of course, I can see <laughs> yeah, I can take yeah, this one. I mean, yeah, we of might course, have I'm, to do a whole other, I could do yeah, a whole right? episode on, <laughs> on some of the stuff that I did in, in that era um, of my life. But um, you know what? It, it, it was almost like it was based, like the article Racer X, it was based on that and street racing had already been happening. But when the movie came out, it blew up. Like there would be every, not just every like weekend, but almost every night of the week, you could go to, there were certain spots, at least in Toronto, and this is the same everywhere, I'm sure, where yeah. there'd be hundreds of cars, just like parking lot takeovers, but not the stuff you see these days where there's guys like doing the the street takeovers, doing donuts and, and hitting people and stuff. But it was just yeah, yeah. people hanging out, listening to music, showing off their cars. And then there would be races. So you, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd be walking around, you'd challenge somebody. Um, they wouldn't be throwing down pink slips, but that's what I was going to say. I, I won money. I lost money. Um, <laughs> I lost more money than I won. And I remember in, in, um, in Ontario, they had to create like a task force to stop the street racing. So they, Holy they would shit. take cars. They, they had cars on the news that they crushed live on the news, but with like bulldozers to try to like with civics and stuff to try deter to deter like, people, deter people. Wow. They had like a helicopter unit that they brought in and they would chase us away with helicopters. And it was very much like the movie almost created the monster that became the street racing epidemic of like the early 2000s. But this is um, a whole side of that I did not, I was not aware was, of. Yeah, it was a very much a real thing. Um, I owned a lot of modified cars. I worked, I ended up working when I, I started when I was 19, but I worked at a, a shop that was pretty much like the Racer's Edge from the first movie. Like I was, I was working cool. at this place, which was called Performance Improvements. It uh, it opened its doors in 1964 and actually just closed for good this year. Um, but like I was doing NOS refills for people. <laughs> um, we would sell crate engines, any part you could ever fathom. But it was a muscle car store for 35 years. And hmm. when this movie came out, it became like they had to start stocking stuff for Hondas and Nissans. And it changed the entire industry. Um, and SEMA, like the, the biggest car show in the world, they do in Las Vegas every year. SEMA was always, you know, domestics, muscle cars, that kind of thing. And SEMA became the same thing. It was half Japanese cars. So like it really, it really created an industry for, for modifying cars um, and, and put a lot of attention on, on the Japanese stuff in, in particular. Mm, nice. Yeah. Build the country I, that makes the best vehicles, if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't I can't lie. I've had I've had I've owned over seventy cars. Um, Jeez! And, Holy shit! Yeah, and um, a lot. I've owned like six or eight, no, eight two forty SXs, and it's all just because of this this movie. Like essentially, um, it did the same thing to me as as many many other people. But but that industry didn't really exist before this movie, so it it has a lot to, a lot of credit due. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, something. I, yeah. I mean, I remember after the, I, I feel like after that opening night, I, I could tell people just like hopped in their cars. They were trying, trying to find anywhere they could go to like, to replicate <laughs> so what fast. that was. And I, yeah, yes. That, yeah. I can see that. It being was that, it was thing. definitely that vibe that, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I didn't really pay attention to like, I, I definitely saw like a uptick in popularity in it. And then like, of course the media covering it more, after well, the if movie you look came at it, out, like the first movie, the cars that they chose, they chose them because they were cool. 
it's it, it didn't take long by the time they did the second film you was clearly sponsored by mitsubishi yeah and then when you look at every film since the fourth one it was dodge so like all yeah. of, all the dodge 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 it's it's a corporate partnership right, right? so with the first one it, it it has that feel of being more like an independent film almost like there was no there Great was no point. underlying sense that oh someone was paying us to put this car in the movie. Um, it was a bit yeah. more organic. Yeah, which I always thought Crazy. was one of the coolest parts. Um, and you well, think about it like when you're when you see um the cars that people build replicas of, it's always the orange Supra. Yes, it's never like the car from the fifth movie or the sixth movie. It's always no. like yeah. the first. Those originals movie, had something Jetta. else. Yeah, the white Jetta was sick. Uh, Paul Skyline obviously is iconic as they can get. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I've got like the Lego one up here on the show. I see that. I've been eyeing it. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I've been eyeballing the entire time. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, so it's crazy. So the original title for this movie was Red Line, it doesn't have the same uh, no, uh, but I like that. I they bring that. to it as it the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, uh, Rob Cohen directed the first one. Uh, you know, it's interesting that this movie is had different directors of course uh justin lynn probably you know is for a lot of people responsible i guess for really popularizing the franchise saved, in a really he big it, yeah. he saved it i mean and you, you, what's funny is that you don't really think so at first he's like all right his first one was tokyo drift and i didn't really make a ton of money but, but i think it planted, planted the seed yeah it planted the seed for like what could happen next and right. then you know for a lot of people too i think that one that movie in particular has a lot of people have rewatched that and kind of view it a little bit more fondly now than they probably did back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is really the last one that feels like it's about street racing <laughs> in some yeah. way. Or, yeah. uh, uh, it definitely, uh, they essentially they become the Avengers by Fast and Furious, and then they're fully that in Fast Five and on. So, yeah. Um, but um, Five is yeah. when it became more like an action flick or an action yeah. franchise, but one through four were still. The cars were still like the still stars still the had movie. still right. had like street racing in the DNA at least. Um, uh, what are you gonna say, Jason? I was gonna say for me, I don't know about if it's the same with you guys, Ty. I, I'm wondering if you feel a certain way about it, but like for me, I find it hard to um, not rectify, but sort of like come to terms with like the difference, like the very much uh, the like the difference in the tone of that series goes when it kind of leaves behind the racing origins and becomes mm -hmm. more of like action epics and world saving stakes and all that sort of thing. Like, I don't know where, where do you guys fall on like how the series has progressed? It took me a long time to be on board with the, the, the kind of silly over the top action. Cause that's yeah. what I love about the first three. They, I mean, I don't love two, I enjoy two, but one and three are definitely my favorites of the, the series. And I just love yeah. the simplicity and the grounded racing core of those movies that i found it hard to get on board four and five were were good enough where they kind of rode the line but by the time we get to six and seven and particularly eight and nine yeah <laughs> those ones i find i'm like i'm, I'm kind of just off board with those ones but you can you got to really buy like buy into the, the silliness by the time the later you get in that series but i'm just yeah. curious how you guys look at the progression of the the series if you're on board with it if it's something that you can put aside if it even bothers you at all like I, I have a theory that the reason these movies continue to do so well is that people go to the cinema hoping to see something <laughs> like the first three or four and they don't end up seeing something like the first three or four but they still make a billion dollars that's yeah and then the the actual studio thinks oh we gotta people keep coming to see this stuff we gotta up the ante but in reality it's like no they're they're not 
there to you're see probably a, so right on a car chase right or a, a submarine battle like they're there yeah. to see a street race that's the one thing i liked about the ninth one how they had the throwback um to like pre fast and furious one with like the the young Vin Diesel and the young uh, yeah. Jacob. That's right. Race with the Fox body Mustang. Like that was the best part of that movie. Right. Yeah. Um. And by, judging by the trailers, I'm hoping that from the new one, I'm hoping that they do a little bit more street racing. There seems to be at least one. Yeah. There's at least one four sequence car lineup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Race. But um, that'll be sweet. No, the, I think that I think that I I I have a lot of nostalgia for the the old school grounded aspect of it. Yeah. Um. I watched Fast Five this morning. And it's it's not as crazy as I remember. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I've seen yeah, it a lot of times. Dragging the safe through the city. <laughs> it's, it, at the time, that seemed pretty wild. Looking back, that doesn't now seem it's that nothing. crazy anymore. Yeah, yeah not anymore. Says, it's saying a lot, right? Like dragging a huge safe through through Rio and destroying half the city <laughs> isn't really that big a deal when you compare it to some of the stuff they've done since. But the fourth one was still pretty grounded in reality. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, my fate, my four favorites are the one, two, three, four in that order. Nice. Um, so I think, I think the same would be, you know, said by a lot of folks and uh, I'm hoping that they start, start to sort of bring it down a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't, look I agree. Like going to. No, but <laughs> yeah. I know. something else will come along one day that will sort of capture the essence of the first one. I may or may not be writing it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I am. And uh, we'll see keep what happens. Too, but I think, keep that, us I think in touch that with that. <laughs> I think that there's a lot to be said for for um, cars and cinema are like the per- like peanut butter and jelly. Like they go together so well. You're yeah. so and, right. Um, I think a lot of a lot of the times, like people went to see Drive because they thought it was like a Fast and Furious movie. There was a class Talk action lawsuit. Yeah. Someone did a class action lawsuit against um, against the producers. Because Jesus. they put every single clip of the movie that had any car stuff, and they put it all in the trailer. Oh, when you watch great. that movie, there's like ten minutes of car scenes. Yeah, it's like a a French talkie. Um, <laughs> Pretty I love much. That. That's one of my I love that. I love that movie too. But, I yeah, love Drive. Door, and I mean, it's a fantastic movie. But there was a class action lawsuit trying to sue them for false advertising. Huh? Um, How'd that end up? Do you happen to know? I don't think that it was a success. You I don't know. I won the Palm so. Door that year. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't know if I knew that. That is awesome. Yeah, Deserving. It's, it's a good it's a really good movie, but people went to that movie thinking it was going to be like a yeah. fast action packed genius. <laughs> yeah, like an action genius on the marketing people's behalf because that's yeah. what would have got, put butts in seats, but like also annoying yeah. that they do yeah, that. Very much. So I remember so watching that movie when I was like 11 thinking the same thing and ended up hating it. But then as I've grown as a film lover and I've gone back to that movie, I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so, a sick movie. But like I can see why people think really that. as much, and even the, the even half the stuff that is on the road in the car, it's not really even like a car chase. It's more no, like a, yeah, sort of a cat and mouse thing. But again, I think I think people really crave seeing that stuff on on film that they want to be able to do, but they can't do it whether or not they can't physically do it or they just aren't allowed to legally do it. Right. Um, but that's what track days are for. So. If you ever have the inkling, I, I highly recommend getting yourself a a, a track car, and um, it's a really that good way be... to, to let it out of your system. No kidding, that would be awesome. Um, um, Gaze, yeah, I, what do you think about where I fall on this? Is this hard? Because like I did mention that like the first one is still like my favorite of the bunch, and it's the most simplistic mm-hmm. of them. But then, as an action movie, though, Fast Five 
is really good. But I, so yeah. it feels it feels weird to like be like I really like that one second, you know, mm-hmm. out of all of them. Um, oh, doesn't that, you but, can like them whatever order you like. But like, but yeah. that is where things take a turn, right? It, it becomes a totally different uh, franchise at that point. So I love that movie, but I am very much aware of like, oh, it gets more and more ridiculous after this. Right. Um, and I am falling the camp of I prefer it to kind of go back to its roots. I would like that. I think Jackson, we brought it up before. Like, it, it's it might be hard to do that when you've gone so big. It right. might be hard to like kind of digress and go like Agreed. back. Um, yeah, like, but I think, but I I agree with Ty. I think a lot of fans would like it to kind of get back to what it was. Um, I mean, I I mean, I follow like Vin Diesel and stuff on Instagram, and there when he was like you know going through all this stuff when like Justin Lin like left uh, directing this last one, and he was just kind of putting stuff on his Instagram, and like you know he I think he screenshot a comment about like. That someone left uh basically saying like they want the movies to go back to what that it. was and like and he basically responded like no we hear you like we want to do what what's good for the fans i mean it seems like he does care about that about like you know trying to please i mean he probably wants to please everyone but like i i think even they're aware of how big it's gotten and maybe it's kind of gone like a bit too far and like you know, right. I, and I think hardcore fans of that franchise really do want to capture that. It's crazy, like, you know, capture that magic of a movie that came out in two thousand one, and like, and like, and there's this whole thing where everyone kind of assumes like, yo, bigger is better, and that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think if you ask like a lot of people what their favorite one is, they you might mostly hear it's that first movie, uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of I even though they're all fun, like I that magic of watching that, even that watching it just recently, it's still, it takes me all the way back to like that opening night when I was a teenager seeing it. It's yeah. like, you feel I, like, in the best I'm way you feel like a kid, man. like watching it. Like it, it is right. like, it's so, I mean, it really is so good. And like the reason I brought up the director, Rob Cohen, like, you know, he didn't do any more of these after he directed the first one, but I think he did a good job of setting up like an aesthetic and a look for the movie yeah. that like it, that he probably doesn't really get enough credit for um you know it kind of started a genre in a sense it's it's certainly a stylish yeah, looking movie genre, like it's, yeah it's a really sleek looking movie i mean he really you know crafts like a like a ton of sequences that are just cool to watch and i you know because you know i think justin lynn is now kind of like mostly associated with it and some people kind of forget the one-off directors that worked on like a few of these but i think rob cohen really set the tone of like what um the look and feel of the movies could be down the line. And he probably doesn't get enough credit for really establishing that. I completely agree with you. Cause I yeah. been a while since I had looked at who directed the first one and not the name I would have come up with. So, you know, shout yeah. out Rob Cohen and, and what you did with the first movie. Cause that is fantastic. I agree. Yeah. It's a sexy movie. It's uh, it, it, it's, it's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It looks grittier. Mad sexual. It looks grittier. It looks more, grounded in real reality almost um almost more yeah. like a like a handheld sort of uh ground zero type of thing and then the justin lin he's fantastic at shooting action sequences yes he yeah. is and he's really good so he's really good at shooting cars and there's there's a way to shoot a car there's a way to not shoot a car and there's so many bad car chases in so many movies 
and you have to know how to shoot cars, long lens from far away, low angles. He does a fantastic job. And obviously whoever's on his, you know, his second and third units um, and the guys that are, that are on the camera truck. But in the second movie, you didn't see that with all the CGI chases. Yeah. And stuff oh God, and there's the so much in that slowly. Uh, um, yeah. So when he came back and did Tokyo drift, I think they were like, okay, we're onto something here. Like we want this guy in charge and the car yeah. chases. I hate to say it, but I mean, they might be better from the third one on. And it's just a shame that they kind of, as every movie's come out since then, there's been less and less of them. Yeah. Even in like fast six, like the tunnel scene, there's some amazing, amazing stuff in that movie. Um, yeah. That shows uh, like how sort of a masterclass on how to shoot a car chase. Nice. Um, but uh, the first one, the first one, he did a really good job too. I feel like the best scenes were the ones that didn't have the CGI. So like the highway stuff, the final duel at the end. Um, yeah. Really great sense of speed. Really, really good sound design for a movie with that kind of budget. Right. Um, and uh, I think that's really the feel you get when you're in the theater and you and you kind of hear the engine and feel the engines through your seats mm. almost. That's that's what people want to come back and see. Yeah. And uh, they don't want to necessarily see like a million people getting shot. Um, like Paul Walker pulls out one gun at the end of the first movie and it's like, oh my God, there's a gun. You're like, what? Um, <laughs> the impact of that is completely yeah, yeah, lost. Yeah. Uh, now back, it means but, nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things uh, I wanted to mention because I think it is really important, um, and it starts in this first movie. Um, you know, Gary Scott Thompson wrote the original screenplay, but I guess David Ayer came in and did uh, kind of a rewrite on it. And the one thing okay. that he changed, the one thing that he changed, which I think is kind of has become the aesthetic of the franchise and why it has become so popular globally, is that David Ayer changed it from a like mostly white suburban story and made it more diverse and that's what he uh he thought that would be better and like it originally was going to be set in new york and then they were like well i mean Ooh. you can't really like that yeah. that they were like that really doesn't really make a lot of sense for what we want to do uh there's so let's not, let's <laughs> there's, there's not a big street racing scene there's, there's, yeah. no, there's no space space to do it yeah la so is he, where it was at yeah so david Ayer changes to la but i think that uh making Miami sure that that cool setting too yeah 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 i, I mean like i think did, i like how they did miami and the second yeah it's really one. Oh, right that's where they go in the second yeah, right. yeah, yeah yeah um but like the good thing to with that change is that i really do think that's why the movies have I me mean, other than like us hoping like every time we see one that they'll take it back to that first movie yeah. um they were they were mentioning like for a franchise that's big and that's made so much money i think it's like over six billion dollars worldwide across yeah. all the movies um is because the cast is so diverse. I mean, it'd be easy to litter up this movie with a bunch of Paul Walkers if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the reason why it's been so globally successful is because there's like someone for everyone in it. Yeah, um, 100%. And that's very rare. Look at that, can look at that movie and say like, hey, he looks like me or she looks like me. Yeah. And, and that goes And that's rare way. of like big franchises like, like this. And Especially that early yeah. on. You know, and Tyrese yeah. on that icons on Earth thing, he and I didn't really realize it until they kind of cut and like showed all the posters. He was like, you know, the, all the movie posters for the Fast and the Furious, it, it highlights everyone that's in it, and that, that, and it, yeah. and, it, and it highlights not just like the you know the lead actor who might be white. It's like everybody. Mm-hmm. It's he's like he was like when he saw the poster for Too Fast Too Furious, and he was like, I am right up there 
next to Paul Walker as like, like the lead. You get Tyrese, Paul Walker, and then Ava Mendez and Devin Aoki. It's Aoki. like four different races, two different yeah. sets, just like all on the same poster. And it's and you, yeah. you overlook, you don't even realize what you're looking at, but it's an amazing yeah. point. It's true. And like it's and it's crazy that it that it's considered rare. Like, you know, yeah. and he, he, he actually totally. pointed and he actually pointed out that there are certain movies like on the poster if there's like a black coley or something or like if there's more like people of color in the cast like there are certain countries that will like take them off of the poster and like yeah. won't use it to promote the movie like yeah. overseas so they're like oh like yep. people aren't gonna want to see like this movie because of this and like he was saying this franchise just proves like over and over again that like that is what people want to see they want to be able yep. to like see you themselves the same poster up anywhere yeah and really uh, and I think that's why, like, I honestly think that is why, like, it's done so well, you know, worldwide. You know, this is, a, like I said, a little bit of something for everyone. And I even started with this first movie. It wasn't just something that kind of gradually happened. It was like, you know, mm, there from, from, the, there from the beginning, which mm. is, I think, pretty, a uh, pretty cool thing. I mean, like, because I think some studios might reject kind of trying this, <laughs> you know, like, oh, like, I don't know. Well, back I mean, then, we, for sure like yeah back then for sure and like it's crazy like you know when, when uh like bob Iger talked about black panther and how he really wanted that he really wanted them to do black panther and he got mm. so much pushback because they were like no one's gonna want to see this like overseas like there no one wants to see a predominantly like black cast like you know on a worldwide scale and he's like no mm. we're doing it we're doing it and sometimes you need to have examples to prove people wrong and you know yeah, look how good that movie is yeah it that became its own kind of like pop cultural event in and of itself and it yeah. also cleared a billion dollars you know at the worldwide box office yeah. so he'd be like yes yeah, best picture yeah best picture nominee right first i think that's yeah. the first marvel film to be nominated for an oscar uh, a best yeah. picture oscar yeah so it's it's crazy i mean and to think like universal pictures with this franchise like you know they saw it from the start and i think they even saw it in how they market these movies too they don't shy they show everyone in like all these trailers across all these movies is like it highlights every single person mm -hmm. that's in it and it's not just about like showcasing like who might just be the lead. They like they want you to know that like this is how big and immersive our cast is, and like we want you to see it. And I think that's like Vin, something that's Vin's very like cool. the lead, but technically you could say that anyone's the lead. Paul was the lead, maybe Vin was the lead, maybe. Um, but there's yeah, something that, for everybody. Yeah, well, that's actually interesting for the first movie. Like when I think about the first, do you think of? Paul Walker being the lead in that first movie, or do you think I Vin Diesel felt like, is? I always <laughs> felt like he was the lead because you never. There's no scenes of just Vin Diesel. You you oh, only right. see right. just Paul Walker oh, okay. when he's back at like the police station or back at Racer's Edge, and you never really see Dom on his own. And that makes that to me That's... makes it feel like that movie's about Spillner, and everyone else is sort of the co-leads right and then the same thing in the second one like the second one was going to it was written for vin diesel and then he didn't want to do it i want to do triple x i'm bigger than like tyrese was going to be vin diesel um and that's that's how that movie would have gone and it's an amazing coincidence that it was probably better off without him just because of you know you're you're expanding that universe yeah, and it would have gone a different way. It might have ended up being similar, but it's like the butterfly effect. You never really know how it would have gone. But um, yeah. I always say I always thought of it the first one as uh, as Paul being the the main character. Main character. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that too. I feel that too. 
Um, it's crazy because Paul, <laughs> I guess I was just reading like who was considered for that role. Uh, Eminem was offered the role at one point, but he turned he turned it down. He he, he he turned it down to do Eight Mile, which was like you know good choice uh, for him. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> good Way choice more for him. Fitting. I could not uh, imagine. Mark Wahlberg also was considered for it, and Christian Bale. Um, Wahlberg. Yeah, you I can't. See, yeah, yeah, you're not. <laughs> so I can't see it. Um, <laughs> indeed, Nas. It's the Nas. Come on. Like you're in LA, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but producer transferred. producer Neil H. Moritz had worked with Paul Walker on a movie called The Skulls, and yeah, uh, and really wanted him to be the lead. And uh, once I guess I guess once those other people turned it down, they were like, he would be really good for this and um the stars aligned for that stars aligned for him and like paul yeah. walker was paul walker all of course as we know was a big car guy so he was down to really do this as well um for vin diesel's part timothy oliphant was offered dominic toretto he turned it down because he had done gone in 60 seconds a year before yeah and thought and thought they were too similar so he he actually i think he was on, on watch what happens live with andy cohen and they asked him did you kick yourself he's like yeah of course i do <laughs> of course, yeah. I, kick my, of course I see where those have gone like i definitely kicked myself for uh not doing it vin yeah. had only really <laughs> done like saving private ryan i think that i, I can't remember him and i guess like boiler room or i think that was before room, the, yeah, yeah. What, are the, what are the chronicles of riddick that would have been around that time um, right or, or pitch or, like pitch black pitch black like, sorry yeah, yeah. i mean yeah i think pitch yeah, black I was, think that was yeah it came out right first after. yeah yeah it's yeah, so he wasn't huge by any means. But he was getting um, busy doing yeah, a lot of stuff. And if it, oh, he was the voice of the Iron Giant. Forgot about that. Uh, ah, nice. <laughs> um, but he had, like, they were saying on that documentary that he had a presence about him that they really loved. Like, yeah. they said that when they saw him, that he looked like what they envisioned that character on the page. Like, that was him. I they felt like, like he, like, watch, going back and watching some of the newer ones, it's almost like he became too big, like too much of like superhero. And in the first movie, he was like darker, grittier, yep. not yep. really a good guy. Like you're like not at all. <laughs> I can turn. Am I supposed to be rooting for him? Uh, it's a great was, point too. I thought he was fantastic in the first one. Not that act, yeah. actors don't become worse uh, as, they, <laughs> as they grow. Actors will always continue to get better, at, you know, through failure and, and success alike. But I felt like his acting in the first movie was as good as it's ever been in any of the other ones but he's playing more of like the anti-hero in the first one more than the typical yeah. hero that he becomes yeah. in the later ones so i think exactly. that adds to his adds performance to his character overall that's something i hadn't considered until you mentioned it but you're totally right mm -hmm. and i think what works too is that and i you know they probably didn't even realize it until they were like saw them on set and acting together like the fact that paul walker is so different from vin diesel but they complement each other really well. Like, yeah. I mean, that's something that I don't think you could really, uh, you know, can't like just make that happen. Like, I think they just naturally like really bonded in a, like a real, of course, I mean, we know now, like in a really real way. And For you can sure. actually can tell that when they're like in scenes together, like um, I get the impression, like watching Paul Walker, like the way he kind of like the way the character Brian might look up, like seems like he almost like looks up to, Dom, I feel like that might translate yeah. a little bit in real life too. Like you that's didn't how they have were, to act that like, part of it too much. Yeah, I don't think at all. And like they really completely complement each other. So that was finding those two and like having them connect in that first movie. I think it goes a long way to like why that mm -hmm. first movie works and why you know the subsequent movies with them uh, continue to work as well. Like mm -hmm. you know that is a really real uh, bond that they formed. Um, I think it's interesting for so Mia. Who's played by Adriana Brewster? 
a lot of big actresses auditioned for this. Uh, Natalie Portman did. Uh, Kirsten wow. Dunst, Jessica Biel, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Eliza Dushku. Uh, and they and they ended up going with Jordana Brewster. Wow. Uh, and they all because they said that she felt like she looks like she could be uh, Vin Diesel's like sister. Like they, they like it felt that's you know, very true. Yeah, I get um, that. She was mostly a model though, from what I. Yeah, she was. She she was mostly a model when uh so she done a lot of modeling work and I guess she was on a soap opera before she did uh the faculty. And I just remember there was like a gap. I I swear like I saw the faculty and I was like, who is this girl? She's lovely. And then I never saw anything else until yeah. until this movie. And I was like, oh, there she is. Where where'd she go? Um thankfully, you know, they kept her around. So that's even though even though we've talked Jackson and I have talked a lot about it being problematic that Mia is still in these movies. When... It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, like especially Paul's by gone, that night. Where's... <laughs> yeah, by that ninth one when she when she basically was like, oh, like he would want me to be here. It's like, no, no, yeah. not really. I don't think he would want his wife. The writers <laughs> want you to be there. Right? Yeah, and I know she, and then she safe. wants to be there, of course, right? Like yeah. Jordana Brewster's like figuring out a way that, like, you know, because like I did miss her when she wasn't in Phase of Furious. Like I like her and i like the character yeah like you do you do one around but jackson you made a point that like to serve the story like she doesn't necessarily have to be involved in all the action right like she can just like you know if you really want to serve the story and have it make sense you can have her pop up in a few scenes where maybe where that's she's right not involved in like all the death defying stuff because it really he wouldn't want her to and i get it that's his sister like mm -hmm. and so like i think they kind of stretch that to be like all right well she would be there for her brother yeah but I, he wouldn't want her there. I mean, no, just based on not. like how, like, you know, in that seventh movie, he was pretty content of being like letting them kind of go off in the sunset, like have their lives together because, like, yes. he could finally it was get a out. Perfect ending. Yeah. Like, right? They got That's it. I'm so a lot they over. They have a family and everything else, and it was a really a nice send off. But again, it's like, it's it's horrible that, that Paul isn't around anymore, but um, it's not really fair to cut someone else out of it for that reason. So I, I get that they had to figure out a way to, to put her back. That's true. Um, I mean, and if you're had someone Bruce... come and kidnap her so that it wasn't like yeah. a choice. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next one. But she's become quite a uh, uh, secret agent. Uh, she's yeah. like the man in the van. She, she, um, she can, from, she from can fight now. Film. And like, I was like, I was like, she, there was yeah. no hint of this in the first movie. No hint of that in the fourth yeah. one because she didn't really have a lot to do in the fourth one. I mean, they, it was cool that they brought all of them back. But like, she didn't have a ton to do. Um, uh, I think yeah. other than the first one, the fifth one utilizes her like really well. Um, yeah, it, and it, it, she's it, really it, good in the fifth one. Yeah, she has a lot more to do. It makes sense that she's involved in the action because Brian's there, like they're together. Yeah, like, it it makes she's a lot. Of me. So she doesn't want to like be in the middle of the action. Yeah, yeah. But she still wants to be helping. So she was sort of like on the radio and on the computer and stuff, and that that made sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see her fighting and so it. She's still gorgeous and, and it's amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's that come a long way from being a model to being a fighting yeah. in an action movie. Yeah, like I'm talking, I'm talking, so. I'm talking a little shit about them bringing her back, but that fight scene that her and Michelle Rodriguez have in the ninth one is probably a highlight of the movie. It's really well done. Yeah, I just love, and I love that they, I mean, they make her fight, but they also make her fight in a way that I guess would make sense to her. Like she's grabbing well, like spatulas and shit and like yep. using them well, as weapons and like. <laughs> remind me again why she's why is she fighting Michelle Rodriguez in the ninth? Well, well, I haven't seen it. Well, no, she's, she's fighting. She's fighting with fighting her. With like, her. Along, along oh, fighting her, with her. Yeah. Okay, okay I was gonna say Han or whatever. In, yeah, they're looking for Han. In Japan, yes. Okay. The way you said it, I thought maybe they were fighting. And, against her. Wait, why? I don't remember this. <laughs> 
and that scene that scene came together because michelle rodriguez was like hey like i've been in several of these movies with her like she's the character is my boyfriend's sister but we don't interact at all like in the yeah. movies that we're in like in the first movie i don't think they really interact in the first one neither like they don't really act interact at all like and they and always she was just like, standing together but they together don't yeah scene, like just and the two of them and apparently they are close like they like they've talked a lot while making the movies but they're like so before they did the ninth one michelle rodriguez was like hey it makes no sense that this character who's close to the guy that i'm with like we've never interacted mm-hmm. with each other like we've never like yeah kind of had a conversation in the movies and so that's where that all kind of came from they're like yeah you're right thank you a very astute michelle rodriguez she's been making a lot of decisions for the franchise <laughs> that uh, mm. have seemed to pay off like uh, for her yeah i like it too I like that they brought her back. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if they didn't have her in uh, like Fast 4 on purpose and Oh, why are they oh, they they about her back. You know when they killed when they killed her off. Like she's oh, in killed, it. They killed her off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they killed her off and then they brought right. her back in 6. Um with the So Marvel man. Style so I was so scene in the 5th one. I know I'm skipping ahead. I just want to mention it cuz we were talking about it. So when Fast and Furious came out you know, if you drop the yeah. thuds, it's a totally different title. Um, yeah, I was just so excited that they were bringing the core group together again. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna oh be my good." God, yeah, yeah, because this, like this is what I did. Yeah, it was the greatest thing ever, and this was like one of those things I didn't appreciate about Tokyo Drift. Then I was like, "I don't know any of these people." Like, I'm, I, like, I don't even have like one person in it that I'm familiar with, of course, until like the cameo thing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was excited for and, because I was a drifter at the time. Like, I, yeah, I was. You know, I, I was building drift cars at the time. I owned a shop with some with some some buddies, and we we were like right in the middle of that era. And that would have been the movie for you then. We were yeah. so excited. Everyone was so excited. All the all the guys that we hung out with and and we did track days with we were so excited just because of the movie being called that. Even uh, and then it, I was hoping that there'd be more of a, a cameo and like the how Vin was in it at the end was cool, but um it used feel more. like a fast and furious movie it felt like they were just taking the title for some like it's, it's like a cousin cloud. right yeah. Yeah. yeah but then when well, the fourth <laughs> one came it was like it was full circle it's actually it felt like the third one it felt like the right the proper sequel that you wanted yeah because it got it had everyone back but then they almost lost me because they killed killed uh letty so early in the movie and i was like well uh that's one of my favorite characters gone already yeah. that's cool like, all right all right, you gotta yeah, win me back, win me back, movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, and it won me back. It, yeah, it won it won me back because ultimately it was still good to even if you were gonna get rid of one of them, uh, it was good to have like you know more familiar people in it that you're like, you're like, I want to see what what happens, what happened to Dom after that uh, first movie, what happened to Mia, you know, like that was like the yeah. good thing about Fast and Furious, um, and then that hype for that movie when we saw it opening weekend was very much similar to the hype for the first one. And then yes. I just remember when it opened and it, because someone was like, uh, one of my friends was like, who really wants this? And then it made like $70 million its opening weekend. I was like, everyone uh, wants it. Everyone, <laughs> Every, it. Yeah. everyone clearly wants this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was just so much fun to like have them all uh, back again. But yeah, I do remember being sorely disappointed when they got rid of her. Is and, that like um, a scheduling conflict? Like, or, well, I don't know why, like, was it she just didn't want to uh, be in the movie or was no, it right? just, was an actual Justin, like, conscious decision? Ju- Justin Lin's decision was to do it. He wanted there to be stakes hmm. and to like, I so, she, that. so yeah. she wasn't thrilled, but she did suggest another Rachel Rodriguez suggestion was how to shoot it. Like, just in case 
I can possibly come back. There can be a leave little ambiguity, open. like leave the door open. So like, cause she was excited to come back, but she was also bummed that they were going to kill her off so quick. And she also yeah. said she didn't find out that she'd be fully returning in the sixth one until she saw the end credit scene of uh, oh, cool. fast, fast five. Like she was like, she said she saw it and she called Vin Diesel. And was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, all they would need is a, a headshot of her. Not from her, yeah, to, yeah. And she was, was just like, as, uh, just as surprised as the rest shot. of us. <laughs> Wouldn't she have been contacted like for the use of her photo or her likeness in the movie? You know, I would think that, but like, yeah, she, she said she, she didn't was know. probably under contract. Oh, with maybe the, probably oh, had permission yeah. too. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. That makes but sense. Yeah, she she. I love that story too. Like uh, to. For them to know that, that they're gonna awesome. do that and not tell her and like you know like it'll be a fun surprise, surprise for her, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, come true. Uh, uh, as far as the first movie, do you have like any favorite scenes or like uh, stuff that stands out, uh, continues to stand out to you the most uh, after rewatching it? I remember going. I mean, I would I would go sometimes, and I would I would pop in the DVD of the first one, and I would start watching it from the scene where they first take the Supra for a test drive after they finished building it. And I'd watch the like last half an hour of the movie. I did that a hundred times. Um, so nice. I think that that's <laughs> probably my, probably my favorite scene is the, the, uh, the scene where they race the Ferrari um, driven by, I think it's the producer um, in a little cameo. And then the yep. scene at the end, obviously the, uh, the duel with the train tracks. Yeah, um, I was gonna say well, it's well done. It's a really well done sequence. One of my favorite scenes in any movie, like ever. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Um, that shot of them coming over that, I guess like the, the, it's like a jump, I guess. But it's just a section of row where they both touch down and just yeah beat the train. Yeah. That shot of them head on is iconic as it can get. Yeah, yeah, so so, so well done. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, I, that's that got to be like everyone's favorite part. It's uh, so good. I mean, I still love the first like the establishing like of the first like street race that you see in the first movie because yeah. again we talked we talked about how like good looking the movie is like it's a sexy movie like you fully see what that movie is going to be yeah. beginning with that sequence I and mean, it's just like it's you know exactly what world you're in yeah uh, that sequence I mean, reminds me of the trailer a lot too the trailer of that movie made it seem even grittier and more serious i think than it was um, yeah but a lot of it was that first like race wars uh, not race wars um Whatever they whatever they would with call our, it, just with our, with our boy Jaw Rule. <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> uh, you know, ja, you know, Jaw Rule turned down being in the uh, second one. They were he was basically they were basically gonna make him Ludacris's part, oh, and no. he was like, wow. and then he was like, no, I don't want to do it, and then he like turned it down, <laughs> and then like he and just then, kick himself yeah. too. Yeah, he must yeah, kick himself too. <laughs> but again, another another happy accident, right? Because then you you've got without two bad decisions, you don't have Tyrese and you don't have um, Ludacris. Right, so that's true. It all works for a reason, right? It's supposed to, I think, that's very true. Isn't I, love, it? Uh, I love that they're part of it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jackson? What, is there, I mean, what's any scenes for you that among stand up among that final sequence, like Ty was just mentioning? I'd say if I were to compliment that with anything, I'd say I do really love the sequence. Um, the opening. I don't know how early I can't because I didn't get a chance to rewatch this in anticipation. I would have liked to. Um, so I don't remember exactly how early in the movie, but that, that opening heist of like all the civics driving in uniform zigzagging underneath yeah. the yeah. transports at night, the under That's like right at the start. I, is it, is yeah. it? Okay. I figured it was that, but I yeah. didn't have it open with it or not, but the sound the, of that the green underglow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, Oh, oh my God. It's so awesome. I know. I don't know 
in the car industry, I don't know how popular or like dragged <laughs> Underglow would be today. But I sold it. In that context, I oh, you sold it? Sold it. That story, it was unbelievably popular. Yeah. It was, all yeah. that stuff was was unbelievably popular. It was hilarious. The spoilers, the the wheels, <laughs> the body kits we sold. Um, yeah, the hydraulics. Like vertex kits and like yeah. all that stuff. Um, it just so popular. Sick looking. Yeah. It was hilarious. You don't see cars like that anymore. They're all, no. they've all rusted away. Um, or been crashed, but uh, yeah. so many people rocked underglow. Um, yeah, or the I've uh, only seen it around here from a few people at Car Guys, but it's not very popular anymore. I feel like people, it's kind of just faded away. It's like in still popularity. huge in Japan. Oh yeah, okay. On, see, I it's usually you'll cool find effect. it on like really high end cars. So you'll you'll, oh, you'll see guys okay. in like a crew of Lamborghinis with like just wild underglow setups. Interesting. That's pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> that's really 100%. Cool. I, I okay, still think so, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, um, I do love that opening high scene. Yeah, it's really, it's really well done. It's and that actually kind of taps you into what the movie's going to be too. Like, it's a really good. Yeah, opening. like here's what we're getting yeah. into. Yep. Yeah. Um. You know what scene? You know, I love a lot of the action scenes, but the one scene, like acting wise, that really continues to stand out to me is when it's after events. You know, they're trying to help him, and then of course Mia already knows that Brian's a cop. Uh, Dom doesn't know yet, and then when he yeah. gets on the thing, and he's like, "This is Detective Brian O'Connor," and the look that Vin Diesel shoots yeah. him, like it looks to kill. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, you he can tell that he, him. you can tell he wants to throw him, and then Mia just gives him a look like, "No, not not now." <laughs> like, yeah, like no, dude. And, they, and then he like kind of calms down and like, goes back to focus on Vince. Like that scene always like stands out to me because like like yeah, like I said, if looks could kill, they. Definitely would kill poor Brian O'Connor in that That's moment. That's an amazing scene. And then <laughs> they just go right into the, it's from that big sequence. Then there's just that amazing acting sequence and then right into the, like the finale. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's like, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop from that point on either. Like it's just kind of like that, the last, what, 20, 15, yeah. 15, 20 minutes of the movie is just nonstop. Just, it's like nonstop, <laughs> nonstop, nonstop. Really, really good pacing. And it's the shortest movie in, I think, in the entire, I think um, it is, family of movies. And, and, um, still like i could go back and happily watch that movie more so than any of the other ones i think i can't do um you know it's interesting that we talked about like the movie was i agree with you though that it did catch on more when it came out for like home media it did it was successful at the box office so it yeah. made uh 40 million dollars in its opening weekend uh and ended up making uh 207 207.2 million dollars worldwide on a 38 million dollar budget now the budgets are like insanely uh, hi yeah they're, <laughs> they're they're wrecking 100 million dollars worth of cars um just for stunt Jesus. cars on these new ones that's crazy and they said more than 5.5 million home video units were sold of the fast and furious by april 2002 so it was extremely wow. successful wow. when it came out on uh uh you know and of course i wanted another one and uh and then we got two fast two furious um Try to figure out how to like nicely say it. Um, <laughs> not, a great, not a great movie, but this nostalgia <laughs> yeah. factor, man. It's There's things to like about it. Factor. There are there yeah. are some scenes that I still really love. I honestly, I don't, here's the where I think Paul Walker and Tyrese have really good like chemistry with each other. They you, they play off each other really well. Uh, Tyrese said and, and Tyrese said that even though he came into that movie, you know, fairly new, he had worked with John Singleton, who directed the second one on, with on Baby Boy. But he wasn't a big name by any means. And he said that Paul Walker treated him as an equal from like day one. Like he really like was important for him that he was there. Paul Walker is another uh, was also the reason that uh, Tyrese and Ludacris were brought in 
uh, back into the franchise too. He was like, you know, I did that second one, you know, Vin, you weren't a part of it, but I was, and mm-hmm. it'd be great to have them back. So like, you know, that was his doing, uh, as a su- awesome. suggestion. Um, so yeah, I like their interactions. I like the opening scenes, pretty fun. Um, it feels like a totally different movie from like the first one, like it completely different beasts. And I don't need, I, I mean, we can argue whether or not it's a, that's a good thing or a bad thing. That was just um, a wild era. That movie is like a little yeah. time capsule, like the yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. Wild and, and era. It feel, and it feels very baggy pants and just yeah. like everything was hip hop was ingrained in absolutely every <laughs> single thing in the media. Um, the, the bright colors, just the lingo, the overbuck would be CGI. That would be like a trip to watch now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the car. <laughs> so that was one of the that was one of the ones that I when it was on, I was like working and I was like looking back and forth. I was like, oh yeah, I remember all this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do re- rewatch that one. I do remember seeing it opening weekend, and it was exciting. This like, like oh, we're getting another one of these. But I kind of knew early into it that it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as that first movie um yeah and not to say that like paul walker and tyrese are they, they are very good in it but you really were missing even though it was only from one movie you really were missing that dynamic between him and vin diesel um but i think it's capably led by paul walker i mean i mean he is still I, he is very much the lead of that second movie even more so mm-hmm. it feels like you know it is his film it feels like it it's more um, like the first one in a, in a way it's sort of a similar it's like the same the same cop has got him working i believe yeah the same actor uh, at least one of them um you could definitely tell it's a different director um, yeah did i mean not and... know how to shoot the cars as well and that took a lot yeah. out of it like there's not any fantastic car stuff in that movie really um not not done as well there's still there's some decent acting and, and the cast was great but um it wasn't as much of a car movie as the first one yeah aesthetically um the first scene was great though like the the cgi was corny but that the part where he's yeah where he's driving from his boat to the race was still one of my favorite sequences in any of the movies yeah um but uh very very quickly sort of over and done a little bit too quick but uh yeah that movie was was its own thing like it's not like the first one it's not like any of the other ones <laughs> Um, We're probably like the nicest way to say there. nice things about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it there. Bridge that gap. It, it it's gave them enough life to uh, to get Tokyo Drift done, and um, it served its purpose. I think it also yeah. gave us one of the best lines in the series uh, delivered by, I believe, it's Tyrese. Ejecto Cito, because <laughs> one, yeah. one of my favorite moments. Yeah. It was like, what's the other one? He's got some really good reference lines. today. He's got some one-liners yeah. in that movie. Yeah, there's like does that scene with him and him and Paul Walker when he's like like popped his, his pockets and empty cuz and, and we ain't hungry no yeah. more either. <laughs> like that's no yeah. yeah. There's some good like banter in it. I oh, agree yeah. with you on the direct. So John Singleton is a really good director. Like you know, director of the hood. the second one I forgot about that. But hey. I agree like John Singleton is good at directing was good at directing drama and all that stuff. He had never really done. I mean, he had done like Shaft like like as an action film like a re- the remake of Shaft yeah. and that wasn't that's like Samuel is Samuel Jackson and that's like probably the most action movie he had done up until Too yeah. Fast Too Furious but I agree with you I think that it's of all of them it feels like I feel bad saying that he didn't know what he was doing but like it's just you know he might have been a little bit out of his 
fish out of water yeah yeah when mm-hmm. it came to directing that stuff and you can kind of you can especially tell like you comparing even from the first film to that film that uh it's not you know there's not a sure hand uh doing some of those uh car scenes or some of the action um yeah. i still i still on the laugh at the boat jump i mean uh the it's uh, it's there. And... The boat jump is the origin of a lot of the crazy stuff that happened in yeah, that franchise. It started, though, it started really too fast and furious. Uh... Yeah, the boat jump uh... started it all. The boat jump was um, obviously they had to end that end the movie in a big way. Um, yeah. it, it it was corny, obviously. Um, hmm. Not quite as as unbelievable as some of the stuff that they ended up doing after the fact. But yeah, uh, yeah like it was it was a nice cap off to a movie that was sort of in general. A little bit over the top in a lot yeah. of uh, other ways, and uh, Cole Hauser plays a very stereotypical <laughs> movie villain. Like everything about that role and that character, it's just like, just like feel like it was like handpicked from other movies of that type, and that's yeah. how he played it. Um, he's awesome too. Like he's, uh, I look back fondly at his performance. Um, he's a great actor, and I did uh, not know that he was the the villain in the second one. Like I said, it's about I'm far removed. But yeah. he's ripped from uh, Yellowstone, is he not? Yellowstone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I yeah. did not know he was in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get Eva Mendez, and Eva Mendez is lovely. I kind of, I mean, she's retired. She doesn't want to act anymore. She's, you know, she's like married to Ryan Gosling. I don't need to act anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, she's good. But and that's what one character, like when they kind of bring people back. And I know they brought her back for like the end credit scene in five. Yeah, like she, but, she was the one that told uh, Hobbs that, Letty was alive. Letty was alive. Yeah, I, I would like to see her. her come back in some capacity, though. That, like, I, I actually liked her in the the second one. Um, yeah. And uh, the one thing, the one scene they talked about on the documentary about when they were talking about the second one, they said they wanted to, you know, have like a flirtatious scene between her and Paul Walker. So it was that scene where they where she's staring at him <laughs> and he's driving drive. and not looking at the, the staring drive. Um, yeah. One of the guys that was one of the people that worked in the movie, they're like, oh, it, I mean. It didn't make a lot of sense and probably shouldn't have happened, but it was just a cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and like mm. they completely, and he said they both completely sold it. And uh, and then I guess Tyrese improved a lot of his stuff uh, in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. I can see um, that. They were like, they were like, because basically Tyrese is like, hey, like he said this in the documentary. He's like, dude, I'm a black man. I know how I would talk. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if, there's certain, if there's certain things like written like that, he's like, no, nah, I wouldn't say corny shit like that. I would say it this yeah. way. And they're like, yeah, all right, all right, man. Because like, it is true. Like a lot of the guys working on these movies are writers or like, you know, all of them are white. So they're just like, yeah. like, no, nah, <laughs> man. That's not... with, you know, <laughs> like, you're trying to Google like lingo and it's not happening. But yeah, he, he, he added an authenticity to it though. He, he felt really real. And um, he's probably the best part about that entire movie when you think about it. No, um, he's a great addition. A lot like, of good, a lot of good one-liners, a lot of good, good laughs. Um, yeah, great him. presence. And then, and, have you guys seen the uh, the short film they did to connect the first one and the second one? I did. No. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a while, but yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I, lo- I used to go back and watch that. Film me in on this. Awesome. This is the first I'm even hearing about this. If I understand, if I first saw it on the on the DVD of too fast too furious it's like a prelude so it's basically like it starts where it's after paul walker gave the the super keys to vin diesel and he's like on the run so he like 
he has to flee from LA and drive across the US and ends up in Miami. And it's oh, just okay. like it's just a little montage of him driving across the country. Oh, cool. Racing various people along the way to like make money and stuff. And then like his car gets uh, towed away and then he has to like buy the skyline and he ends up buying the skyline like somewhere halfway through. Like, oh, okay. like it was Texas. Um, and then ends up in Miami at the end. It's like nine or 10 minutes long. It's on YouTube. You should watch it. It's I awesome. definitely will. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's sick. I'm wondering it's, if my um, if my buddy who's a big fan knows about it. I would assume so, but I've never heard him mention. Like this is the first I think I've ever heard of it. So yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't there theatrically. Um, right. They came up with it, I think, to sort of connect the two films. Right. That's smart. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score because I was looking at the one for the second film. I didn't realize that the first movie has a 54 percent on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Um, but uh, who, who, what do critics know? It wasn't made for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At all. It's better but than this. Uh, the second one has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it opened higher than the first movie. $52.1 million this opening weekend. But gross less. Uh, uh, at least domestically, it grossed less. Uh, overall, I, bet I bet there were a lot more people that went to see the first one twice. Yeah. Or and more. with this one... This is a, and also, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious came out during a very crowded uh, summer in 2003. Like, this is the same summer as, like, uh, X2 and, like, oh, Pirates, of the Car- Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, it's like there was a very crowded, wow. crowded summer uh, when the second one That's a lot uh, of competition. came yeah. out. Um, but, you know, uh, talking about Tokyo Drift, I mean, like you said, like, for I think... With the third movie, I will admit, like when I first saw it, of course, like I said, like none of my people were in it. So I was like, Ugh. I mean, I still saw it in theaters, but okay. I was like, I was like, none of my people are in it. This isn't as fun. Yeah. I will say though, like with time after rewatching it, especially when they were like, Oh yeah, we can we can still connect this in with like the rest of them. I was like, All right, I'll go back and rewatch it. And it is one of the ones that gets better, I think. Oh with, yeah. Uh, yeah. With each viewing. Nostalgia for that movie is is huge. You still see people using the the songs from that movie in a lot of like TikToks and and big time Instagram reels and stuff. Um, and it's getting sort of better with age, more yeah. so than the first one. Like you don't see people using music from the first movie unless I'm just not remembering. Not really. But Tokyo I mean, Drift like, get... has the most probably the most nostalgia of any of them. Um, you might have you might even be able to say that it aged the best. Um. I remember enjoying it. I, I remember being super pumped to go see it, but uh, yeah, I don't know how. How did it did it do? Because it must have grossed a ton, right? Because it grossed, it they... grossed, it grossed enough. I mean, domestically, it didn't do as well as the other, the first two. It's an international, but, darling. I would but, imagine. But yeah, it, it yeah. made one hundred fifty nine million worldwide. It was enough for them to say, like, they because they had that stinger at the end of it with Vin Diesel having it. They were like, "There's enough interest left in it to like, let's try this." one more time you know when did the idea come out but use the first sort of and, and then just and then justin lynn was a big reason why they kept it going because you know justin lynn you know this is someone that was doing like he he did better luck tomorrow which was like a small independent movie uh and then never looked back you know after uh mm-hmm. doing these movies um but they really liked working with him and then he was like oh, i don't know if i have an idea what we can do for the next one and it was actually his decision in the third movie to kill Han. Um, and oddly enough, when we were talking about when we did our Better Luck Tomorrow episode for the deep dive, like he he said, he, Justin Lin says that that character of Han in that movie is the character of Han in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like they're the same dude. He's like, this is where he would end up, you know, post, you know, 
troubled life in high school. This is where you would, you would see him here. Um, no so I think that's cool that he was like, you know, he really liked working with him and he, like, they had a really good second hand with each other. So like, that's probably, you know, for a lot of people, uh, that character is probably one of the best things about that third movie. Um, yeah, he, definitely. I mean, definitely has a standout for sure in that. I mean, he's like the epitome of cool. Like, yeah, every he's time one of the best like, parts of all the movies he's in. Like, he's, yeah, he's a joy to watch. He's a really good actor, and he's got that cool factor um, that he brought to that character. Um, yep, being that mentor, almost. I could, yeah. I feel. I feel like he could. He could have been like replacing almost Vin Diesel's spot. Yeah, and that movie. Um, just being to... like, the guy with the experience, and that's right. He brings the, that dynamic. Teaching Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I need I needed someone cool to latch on to because I'm not like a huge Lucas Black Sean, Sean Boswell. I mean, he's fine. I mean, I, I'm yeah. also supposed to believe that this guy was in high school. Was he in high school in the movie? Uh, <laughs> he's supposed, yeah, he's supposed to be like 17. 17 like, he looked like and, he was 29. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> yeah, not that didn't work for me. Um, and you know, throwing a little bow wow for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Sun King is like he. Yeah, he is the best thing. And I can see why, like, after making the decision to kill him, like, well, no, I mean, for a lot of people that saw that movie, they're like, he was the best part about that movie. Why yeah. did you kill him off? <laughs> um, they had to make the the stakes higher, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, no better way to do that than unexpectedly kill the most likable guy in the movie. But then you, uh, you know, so. bring him, then you bring him back when people are going to get too upset <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. Just, just, it. Justice for Han, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah well, that's a, but, that set a trend because they started bringing everybody back I think that's it's why cool, I, yeah. I, that's why i feel giselle's not too far behind like i <laughs> yeah. and gal gadot and gal gadot's not busy right now like you know no, no more wonder woman for her thank for you the, james for Gunn. We, we might get uh, giselle <laughs> back because of him <laughs> man when she was in wonder woman everyone was like oh where'd that girl come from i was like dude she's giselle <laughs> like, yeah, like she's like she's giselle <laughs> She was like She's in a few Fast and Furious movies, and they're like, "Oh!" And then I, I have friends that like saw those movies. They were like, "I don't." Is that her? I was like, "Yes, that's her." Yeah. Like, "Oh, yeah, look, well, yeah, cool." You're totally uh, right, though. Like, her breakout was definitely like associated with Wonder Woman, but this is not the yeah. case at all. And she had done like she's in four, five, and six, right? Like she, so she's in yep. three of them. Uh, and you know, she builds a nice little relationship with Han too. That's uh, which kind of makes her untimely passing a little bit harder uh, mm-hmm. however i'm glad that so every time i watch the sixth one and she happens to like to uh when she dies it feels like so much is going on that like when mia kind of brings it up when she realizes she's not there she's like oh like where's giselle like yeah, where they should she? be like where she go? like like i'm like i'm like someone in the movie mentioned where she is <laughs> like yeah. like she she's a part <laughs> of your family she's part of your crew and like they just, just like through, through the death into into this big like, scene yeah. with all this other stuff going on I feel like it's like they had to to make to make uh han's death and the fact that han was alone if they're saying oh that was actually in the past or in the future but where was she it's like they almost had to kill her off but yeah. um they did do it in a way that was ambiguous enough i think that they could justify bringing her back if they brought back han and they brought back brought back letty um, they can bring back anybody yeah. Every, everybody everybody can come back um i mean what Not do you everybody. think about that? Like, what do you think about that? I mean, like, I mean, if you like a character a lot, are you happy that they're being brought back? Or if it's like, oh, that doesn't really make, does it lower, does it kind of lower, like, the impact of, like, what that person's, like, passing does for me. in other movies? Yeah. <laughs> it takes away the stakes and, like, nobody's really, is anybody really in danger when you, when you start bringing back too many characters? 
that's kind of like the effect that has for me that that walking dead effect that had for years where like that main crew was kind of untouchable i feel like now applies to the the core fast and furious uh group yeah but i get what you're saying about if you enjoy a character a lot it makes sense to to give them another chance and bring them back and have the fan base interact with them but at the same point at the, on the, the other side of the coin there I, I do think it like jeopardizes like the 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 stake of the of the movie and them going forward because you're it, how often are you going to kill a character twice it's almost kind of like they're untouchable at that point yeah i think they yeah. i think they once they cross the bridge of the movies just being so unbelievable <laughs> that it's like yeah you know what we're bringing this guy back and vin diesel can jump out of a car across a chasm right. and land on physics no car. longer apply all these things are kind Dude, of they're game. they are two steps away from making them like x-men yeah at this point that's yeah. hilarious so, like yeah it's not too far right. off the stakes are not really that high anymore you don't really you don't really have to go into the movie worrying that, that someone's that's right get off and uh it does kind of hinder it a bit but uh but you still enough that you can have fun though with them, but it's just you know that okay, this person's probably safe, but eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also that, that third movie, I think it looks really good too. Like it's a very like it's all, we saw the first movie as, as sexy. I think like the the way it's mm. shot is like Tokyo Drift looks very, very good. Yeah. Um and I like I said, I think out of all of them, I think a lot of people have gone back to that one and like like you said, the nostalgia for it, it's probably yeah, pretty high, and there's probably, and of course there's people like you who are like, dude, we, I've been saying this since the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah. where have you guys? Where where have you guys been? Yeah, um, I'm definitely well, one of those I people that wasn't that was there. I had to, that was as of that movie coming out, I never had to explain to people what drifting was ever again. Nice. When I was going to track days in like 2004, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going drifting. They'd be like, what do you mean? What what's drifting? And I have to be like, when you're sliding a car and the you sort of brake traction in the rear of a counter and and uh that movie came out and it changed it changed a, a lot of things um and i just like how it sort of stands on its own um as being more like a car movie than yeah. anything else like the it, cars were the stars a lot like probably, the it's, one. it's um, probably the fan favorite amongst them like that's like a it, movie that was made know. for the fans yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. at the yeah. right time yeah it's like a love letter to to that era because that's what that era was. That era was like Japanese cars, drifting was huge. Um, the JDM culture, like right before the movie came out, I bought a car on on the internet from Japan and like shipped it to my to my house. You know what I mean? Like that was everyone wanted authentic Japanese stuff. Japan was it was just like on the tip of everyone's tongues, and, and mm. they, they capitalized on it really well. Um, yeah. And from there, I think it was. It was that, and it was also where they realized that Justin Lin had a knack for for you know, these types yeah. of movies. Yeah, and they said, you know what? Let's they're like, like, we need to keep this guy. <laughs> Let's yeah. keep this guy. We'll put him together with like the first movie and and see. It's like it's like Fast and Furious is sort of like what the first movie would have been maybe if he was at the helm of it in the beginning. Yeah, that's actually a good way to look at it. I think. Yeah. Uh, Match made in heaven. Match made like in heaven. Soft, sure. It almost feels like a soft reboot. Like it does. Movie, it does four, feel right. four through. 10 I wonder if that's like how they own sequence of movies. Yeah, I wonder if that's how they approached that one. Like with Fast and Furious, they were like, "Hey, like, uh, it's crazy too." Because with the third movement, the third one, they were actually thinking about it was supposed to go straight to, to DVD at one point. 
or like straight to like home beat. Yeah. And then they were like last minute they pivoted because they were real, they were really worried, even though it was in the title, like Fast and the Furious, you know, they, they, they were afraid that people would know exactly what it was because like no one was in it from, you know, there was yeah. no one in it from the previous like two movies. Like the biggest star in the movie was Little Bow Wow, which is <laughs> which is crazy oh, wow. to think about. <laughs> crazy yeah. to think about that he wow. was the name. He was yeah. the name in that movie. Um, Holy. But yeah, but then and then they rectified that with Fast and Furious, and I we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like you know, I I was there on that opening night for that movie. Definitely was excited for it. Mm-hmm. I actually, it, it's weird. It's interesting because like I think starting with that movie on i feel like people don't really talk about the fourth one as much because yeah, i mean it's oddly I, forgotten yeah even it's though weird. at the time when it came out we were like yeah like everyone's back but like yeah. now i guess like because fast five is like for a lot of people it is their favorite one too yeah. like they really like it a lot um it does feel like it's almost like a smaller scale like it's still it's still kind of on the level of like what the franchise started the movie as. that doesn't have any street racing in it yeah. actually well they did this they yeah, raced the cop cars yeah but it's like the one part where they where they go to get the porsche they don't show the race <laughs> that's true it was that's what... really funny like it was really well done how um they just roll back in in the two cars and everyone's yeah. like where'd you get this car from but uh yeah it was it was interesting how like it really felt like an ocean's 11 heist movie yeah with mm. the fast and furious people but definitely a lot of the folks I've talked to who aren't like car aficionados necessarily, they'll say that that's their favorite one. Huh. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I think it's well-deserved um, as being considered maybe the best one overall, but um, I still love the fourth one. Like it, it's growing on I every do. time I watch it. I, th- I feel like I like it more and more. Probably uh, as far as it growing, I think probably second to the third movie where like I, you know, I actually, there's stuff in it. Like, like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. And like, I kind of forget about it. Like even myself, like uh, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this is actually like a lot more fun than probably people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is interesting to think about like the hype level for it. Cause there was a lot of hype around it when it came out. Oh yeah. Uh, there was like a, it was a huge uh, thing, at least for fans of that franchise to like have everyone back. And they really did feel like a proper sequel to the first movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just so much fun. And like, yeah, I just remember my buddies, like I said, that one friend was like, who wants this? Or like, apparently everyone <laughs> wanted yeah. it, wanted it. It's um, like how people, it's like going back and and how everyone is now like looking at the amazing Spider-Man movies, the two with Garfield. Yeah, with, with like, like, yeah. Now they're <laughs> like, oh, glasses. these are awesome. <laughs> and at the time it's like, oh, these movies are, are, are garbage. Um, I think I think when you look at something, when you take a, a step back and you look at something, um, with a different perspective knowing what came after it you yeah. can have a, a different appreciation or like the star wars uh prequels mm. after Ugh. seeing the sequels i know after sequels, like, yeah. sequels you're like those were so no. good yeah <laughs> no, you're then, just you're like, like no i love that effect in in movies when yeah. something comes out after and enhances the viewing experience of something yeah. that came previous love when that happens you never yeah, thought the, you'd be in the position to be thankful for Attack of the Clothes. You're like, oh, I guess that wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> yeah. I know. I guess that wasn't as bad as I thought. More now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, that's, such, that's such a good example because people have revisited those, especially after the sequels, uh, the sequel trilogy. And mm-hmm. I know people who hated those prequels. I mean, I guess not Revenge of the Sith, but like the first right. two, uh, who are once were like those movies were trash, and then they look at like these new ones, they're like, all right, not mm-hmm. as 
not trash as I thought. <laughs> not as, right, not yeah. bad. Yeah, they, at least, they aged, at least they, aged well. <laughs> they aged pretty well, yeah. Well, that's um, the thing. It's like the, the, the new Fast and Furious movies, they're they're more, you know, big budget blockbuster epic, not so much yeah. car movies anymore. And um, you know, they're they serve a purpose, they're they're done well, but mm-hmm. it's like the with each passing one that comes out, I, I'm sort of appreciating like the third and the fourth and the fifth one a bit more. Um totally. you know, the first two especially. Oddly enough, the fourth one I think is the worst reviewed of the bunch of Ron Tomatoes is 29%. Really? It's Whoa. not that bad. <laughs> it's really not that bad. Uh, wow. it, it, got a, it had an A minus cinema score, so it, it appealed to like the fans. But like, yeah. I wonder what uh, critics complain about in that one. Uh, That's... <laughs> well, Entertainment Weekly said uh, Fast and Furious is still no point break. That's one of, that was her pull quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, but the high reporter liked it. Go. Yeah, the reporter liked it. Said it felt like the first true sequel of the bunch, and that's why they enjoyed um, it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Roger Ebert gave it a positive review too. Of uh, nice. the people who gave it a positive review, yeah. smart man. Yep, Blair smart Raj. man indeed. But yeah, I, um, I agree. It first feels feels like the the sequel that they should have made in the first place. Mm. But you know the the irony that it wouldn't have existed really without tokyo drift is is still that is kind of funny to think about people who probably were like oh i don't like tokyo drift because it doesn't feel like you know connected really i mean to them at least when they first saw it and that is funny like with no tokyo drift i don't think you really get to these future places uh the franchise got to fast and fast and furious without tokyo drift if it wasn't justin lin and it didn't have that sort of feel because they very much have you know, I bet I don't know for a fact, but I bet they have the same cinematographer. Um, Probably, they, just, they feel very similar visually. Yeah, um, I don't think that any of the the ones after the third one would have existed without it. So, I agree. Uh, like, and you know, we all have Brian Tyler doing the music, like even from yeah, the, the first that one. connects them too. That really yeah. is what ties them all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess that Vin Diesel cameo happened because he. Uh, he his deal with Universal was that he wanted the rights to the Riddick character, and they were willing to do that. Uh, that was the one way he would come back and do this little cameo at the end of uh, no Tokyo way. Drift. So Vin Diesel's always been that kind of, I guess, thinker like that, like like this is mine, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call in hindsight, because then they ended Absolutely. up. Which one did they go back and was it in the eighth one where they went? Back oh, the and... fate of uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good that they did that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fate of the furious. Yeah. Yeah, so they're probably you know really happy that he's he's happy he made that deal, and like everyone else is probably happy that that deal was made. So you know, good for him. Uh, you know, it's interesting too. So like with uh, Fast uh, uh, Five, of course, it changes like a lot of stuff. But then we also get uh, Dwayne Johnson added to the franchise, yeah. uh, and then it becomes an argument of like who who is who is the biggest pun in the movie now now we have a movie with vin diesel and dwayne johnson and honestly that actually came about too because vin diesel i guess asked his fans like who do you want to see dom like go up against and they were like the rock no he was like all right and he was like all right and to Uh, think that's how that happened that's how that kind of came about and to think you know where things kind of ended up with them uh because apparently when i was watching this the icons on earth thing they're clashing even though it became media coverage the fate with the fate of the furious apparently a lot there was a lot of it even in the initial like first movie that dwayne johnson did like you could tell that they said that it was just two very big egos yeah uh you know on the one hand this this person's like this is like my franchise 
uh, you mm. know, I brought you in here, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then like, yeah. and then of course, Dwayne Johnson at that point was like really becoming like a big, like, you know, <clears throat> I, I think being in that movie really pushed him into kind of like more of an international like box office yeah, draw. Like, what, like, what, what else yeah. was he doing? Because he had done like a lot of like, yeah, so he was doing like a lot of one-off like little action movies that did made some money, but they weren't like, mm-hmm. he wasn't at the level he was at by the time he ends up in this franchise. I think that pushed him further. Yeah, uh, when's five come out? 2011? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, what is he doing? I don't, I don't, I don't know who, I mean, but just to ask too, like, do you, do you like his, like it, him being an addition to the franchise at that point? Do you like that character um, of Hobbs? Is he necessary? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he was necessary. That movie had a lot going on. It's <laughs> really like two movies in one. It's like it, it had it had its own feel, and then and then like oh, we need to get a crew together, and then when they bring everyone back, it's almost like a whole other movie. It's like a whole other um, movie happens. Yeah, once they bring all the other people yeah. in, <laughs> it's like it yeah. stops and then starts. Every again. <laughs> time I watch it, I always forget. Like oh my god, yeah, this is now when they bring everyone else back. But um, I don't think he was necessary. But I think they wanted to make it bigger than the the fourth one, and I think. It, a way to do that is to bring someone in who's sort of bigger than life and yeah uh, i think he was a good choice and they didn't he didn't feature too heavily in it so it was uh it didn't feel like he was taking out. it over like like that's like when i rewatched yeah, he it steal i the spotlight he still wasn't really yeah. like mm. a huge factor in the the climax like he he was you know, he busted through the wall to help them like get the safe uh, yeah out of the police station but then he sort of like let them do their thing so yeah i think it was and good then, and then much like Brian, even he grows to appreciate Dominic Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> Goes from like, you know, got to take him down to like, uh, they're not so bad. <laughs> not yeah. so bad at all. Same, same sort of scenario. And then in the sixth one, he was, you know, necessary to the plot there. So I guess looking back, um, it was a good addition, I think. Yeah. Because I think with uh, Furious 7, there was like a scheduling thing. He was working on another movie, which is why he's not in that movie like a ton, mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the sixth one, like he felt pretty much like an integral part of it, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, in the seventh one, it just feels like oh, you could tell like oh, he must have been working on something else. <laughs> oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll put him in uh, put him in the hospital and uh, we'll bust him out at the end. Can, right. Bust him out at the end. Probably yeah. like a couple days on set to do the the machine gun sequence. Um, yeah. And uh, get your money's worth. But yeah, I I do remember. I, after i mean i thought fast five was fun i still do i just i do remember like yeah knowing like this is a definite shift in tone like you almost feel like you're watching the italian job <laughs> in some weird yeah. way in yeah. some weird way um, it was like a heist yeah it was like a heist flick with a lot of a lot of violence um compared yeah. to the other movies um yep but you know as as evident by the uh the gross of that movie uh, i think it was a good call for them because i don't know if, if they would have kept going yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah it, it must have had it, it was must have huge. way better than the fourth one, right? Like Yeah, I'm like I'm looking at that right now actually. Uh it Cuz which was the first one that hit a billion? Uh Furious 7 and that question. you know and, and that was like oh, you know yeah. that that had a lot to do with you know people wanting to see how they handled uh Paul Walker's yeah. passing like in the movie. Um True. But yeah, the same the... one I'm sure would have been a big factor in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh this, Talk about yeah. that helms action well. I know. 
the sixth or the fifth one made 626.1 million worldwide and i think that's when they saw that how big it was getting like globally too with fast five mm-hmm. um so you know an important movie in the franchise i think for that reason i mean it really transitioned yeah. from being like this thing that like a few fans love to like this is like a, everyone kind of mm-hmm. likes this thing now um yeah and it's just and it's also a well done action movie i mean yeah it's, it is very different from like what we got before but it is a very well-made action film and absolutely yeah and you know in that regard and just shows that justin lynn is good like gets better and better with how he crafts some of these like sequences uh mm-hmm. it's just really good and i think i also you know other than the first movie i like how everyone is re- utilized in five i feel like everyone kind of has something to do and it's like you know no one's just like there for the sake of being there yeah um, it's a proper ensemble um everyone has their own their own bits their own scenes um they sort of shared the wealth really well same like from there on it became more like a, an ensemble movie there was no real star obviously finn and paul are still the stars but right um they shared it really well yep and then with the sixth one what i realized when i was rewatching it is there's a lot of it i didn't remember i like i don't i like it it's fun but i was like dude i forgot like a lot of this stuff and it yeah. almost feels it, it also almost feels like kind of like I kind of lump five and six together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they feel it, it can honestly be like one big movie. Um, uh, I do of course love that they bring back uh, Letty. Uh, I mean, the amnesia thing is kind of convenient. That's fine. Whatever, whatever you need to do to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I love that they bring her back. Uh, Owen Shaw is a really good villain. I think too. Like I think that's a yeah good, a good thing for that. Other than uh, his name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a stickler for the. You are a stickler for really obvious Shaw. names. It's just so overused in like all sorts of movies. Anyway, but you know he is great. Yeah, Luke Evans, Luke Evans is, a, yeah. is a good actor. He plays. Yeah, he's awesome. a really good. Um, I love the uh, the cars, the ramp cars. They built like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, the sound they had. It sounded like they rolled like V10 uh, Renault Formula One engines. Um. There's some really good scenes. I I like six more than five, actually. It's uh, oh, there we I'm, go. I'm in the minority there, but I like, <laughs> I like six. Six. Uh, I went back and I remember seeing it a bunch of times. I don't remember how many times, but I saw it probably three or four times in the in the theater. <laughs> and um, I've seen it a good amount of times. And I I like the sequence um, on the highway with the tank. Yeah, I like the air, the runway, the runway scene. Got a lot of <laughs> the never, the, uh, the, the never ending, never yeah. ending runway. You could have been going in a big <laughs> wide circle. Come on, yeah. <laughs> um, it's called taxiing, uh, <laughs> but I think I think it was a good a good flick, and I I like how they it still had a lot of really good car scenes, yeah. but it was also still like a very very big out out of this world uh, action flick, but. Yeah, but it had enough car stuff to sort of justify the name, whereas um, the fifth one had l- probably less, or maybe not less, but it wasn't quite the same. I like yeah. what they not as impactful, with, maybe uh, yeah, yeah. Like I like the 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 Ford Escort and the the Mustang. Like some of the cars they chose, um, the the Hemi Daytona that Vin Diesel was driving, um, and then uh, the car Letty had. Yeah, uh, was that a. Uh, it was a British car, fantastic car. Anyways, for me, like <laughs> we, we the just, cars, we just are, you, we the just cars you are, having a moment. <laughs> the, cars, the cars in these movies are, are the most important thing I think for for people for a lot of people. Certainly, at least. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the sixth like one will be 10 years old on May 24th, too. It doesn't feel like it came out oh 10 my years ago. Oh, my Lord. Uh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then, you know, um, so with Furious 7, I I mean, I I wanted to ask each one of you, I mean, because, you know, uh, when you heard about Paul Walker when he passed away, uh, do you guys kind of remember what that was kind of like, where you were, how you heard it? Like, I... I do remember thinking like someone sent me a text. Like it's weird when like people like that are well known when they die, mm. and then you get texts from friends like you know them or something. Like they're like, "Oh, did yeah. you hear like this happened?" And right. I was I was like, "Are you sure it's not like a joke or like something like you, or some TMZ you bullshit?" Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "No, it's like everywhere." And uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, from what I've just read about him and heard about him, it just seems like he was just a pretty nice human being like like okay. no one no one had Gone anything yeah and and then the way i mean the way to go too like it's oh you know, my god uh, yeah it's like Terrible. um i just looked at yeah. the picture the other day of the car and like the just the circumstances because it had been a long time since i looked into it and just retouching the details and seeing what had happened oh my terrible absolutely brutal yeah i'll, yeah, I'll let you um, answer this first i'll tie because I mean, I, I, I've been a big, big fan of his, um, since I was like, you know, 16 years old. And, um, I got a text from my best, my best pal. And, uh, I thought he was joking. And once, once I realized, I remember I was standing in like the living room at my mom's and, um, I just was, I bawled. Like I was just, I, I couldn't help it. I just bawled like as if it was someone I knew. Someone knew, right? knew. Yeah. It felt like a, it felt like he was a friend um and yeah it was it was rough um but it didn't quite feel real and then you know once the dust settles you, you say like they were on hiatus like they were i think it was like thanksgiving yeah it was thanksgiving the like break that. the, the break they were off for that off from from filming and then you're like what are they going to do um and it was re- pretty remarkable how they ended up making it work um i think they got snubbed by the oscars to be quite honest it sounds it sounds dramatic but like for for the work they did at the time now you know look at disney doing the, like the the aging and, and stuff it's coming right. away but back then like it was pretty impressive some of the stuff they did that was kind of like the first using... big test of like yeah you know what i mean of applying cgi to somebody else to make them look like another figure yeah i don't remember that being done and, and yeah his stunt, his stunt double and just via cgi making it pretty darn good um they did a really good job with that but yeah i mean i just the impact of of, of his passing was huge on me mm. and um i went out and got uh my license plate to honor him i got spilner as my license plate oh nice. shit i'm still That's i cool. still rock it i've had it on a couple different cars but um That's so cool it was my little my little tribute that is awesome um, that was my nickname back back when i was like a teenager everyone called me spilner from nice. the, the first movie wow the undercover name yeah 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 but, that's so uh, yeah cool. i mean i took i took that to heart for sure um unfortunate but uh <clears throat> we're, we're gonna see what happens with the with this next uh yeah that'll be interesting trilogy or not but um i keep hearing rumors that they're gonna try to uh try to use cody and use him. him back somehow um, yeah that's a tough one what about you like I do think... you remember where you were uh, me or uh, November twenty eighth, I think. November yeah, 28th, it was. I was at a friend's house, and I had a friend text me, and they're like, 
said it. At at this point, they were like, someone posted on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that could be anything, like whatever. And they're like, no, like like, Morgan Freeman is dead. Yeah, 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 dead thing, (laughs) hoax thing, right? And then they're like, no, like it's like other like publications are picking it up. And then I like went on my phone just Google his name, and it was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it was interesting because. What what like what I kind of learned when we were like I mentioned it earlier, but when we were all my friends were talking about it like in the immediate like me after we heard, and we we're talking about him like we kind of forgot like I said like some of the movies other even other than like the fast movies like he was like involved in like so many movies that we watched like growing up like yeah. he I mean like I and I didn't really think about that you know you know while you know he was alive and with us like there was just so much that like certain points in my life where it's like, oh yeah, he was in that and he was in this. And we, I remember like watching that like nonstop and like, you know, it's not, it's not considered his greatest movie, but I've, I have friends that still talk about into the blue. Like it's like the best thing they've ever seen. And like, you know, it was like this, it, it brought up this, like, you know, we were sad. And then it was like this nostalgia thing of like bringing up all these other movies that he had done. Like, I love the movie Joyride. I think it's super underrated. Joyride that he's awesome. With, that he's in with Steve's on and like yeah. it's a really well done movie and he's actually again playing good off of someone who's completely different from him like Steve Zahn is like all this energy and like Paul Walker has to like mm-hmm. kind of match that a little bit but like you know mm-hmm. play it straight and like he's really good in that um I even like takers like <laughs> a little yeah. bit I mean <laughs> like it's like he oh, he was just in like a lot of stuff that I like really enjoyed and um I think what got me the most though other than you know course of being really sad when he died was just seeing how like the cast and people who worked on those movies how they yeah. were reacting to it like they have that like video of, like Tyrese going to the crash site and just like just losing breaking it down. breaking down and then they've I, I read different interviews where like you know a lot of the people in the movie they immediately went to go see the family they dropped everything and went to go see his family mm-hmm. and uh I think it was Vin Diesel who talked about how like his mother, Paul Walker's mother is like trying to console him and all of them. Yeah. And they're like, no, like we were coming to do this for you. We need to do this for you. You don't need to do this for us. And they're, and they mm. basically were like, well, he was your family too. So yeah. like, this is hard on you as well. And, uh, and you kind of get a lot of that, like, they're pretty selfless in that sense. Cause like when it comes, when it came down, they, Universal did a really, I mean, they really didn't have a choice, but I think it's like, I think a lot of studios would have been like, how do we get this done? Like we need, they, they were willing to hit pause on it. Like no one was ready to go back and really work yeah, on it. Yeah. I think it. it was a choice that they were given. Like, yeah. what did, what did we do here? And I think the family came together and said like, you know, we're, we want the brothers to step up and, and mm. here's our blessing. And yeah. um, it turned out really well. It was so perfectly buttoned up at the end that, like I love that they're still doing these movies, but they they I feel like really they should have just stopped this. Stopped like, it, it there. So I totally agree. Perfectly they had finished. a perfect out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with they that. They did such a good job with it. So like they'd have to do something unbelievable if they were to bring him back. Um, I like what they did at the at the last uh, at the last shot of of uh, oh nine of nine it, with the car that was if that I had was been the like end of the cool. franchise i could have been on board with that but because mm-hmm. they're making more i i don't know I, well, I kind of feel a certain way about them bringing him back i do think it's kind of like a disservice yeah um especially because i have a feeling that they're motivated by you know getting people in to go see brian again after yeah. an absence yeah. from a certain many years but 
I would. I I remember seeing it in theaters and seeing it, it's a skyline that pulls in, right? Yeah, I remember seeing that and be like, okay, that like that is an awesome moment for the franchise. But then I remember thinking like, well, I I don't think the series is done. So what have they just what, what have they, they just to, brought on have... themselves by yeah. where are they going to be able to go with this? And I remember thinking, right. yeah, that could be troublesome down the road. But I I at least I'm I'm interested to see how they handle it and how well it goes but considering like the finale that he had at the end of seven i feel like they're just inviting circumstances that could go wrong and maybe this doesn't pan out maybe it isn't as well received and they just had such a great send-off for his character i'd be like why would you tamper with that perfect ending yeah but yeah, yeah it was, I, I agree it was done exceptionally well exactly um it was like unbelievable I, I i get emotional every time i see that part. definitely teared up when i first saw it in theater i mean i was like with four other friends oh, i sat till the end we, of the we, we were all <laughs> we all felt the same way and it was like uh, it's cool to cry during this right yep it's sad yep, <laughs> it's fine. really sad you know i brought this up with jackson before when we brought up the movie like on another episode and i'm always still to this day surprised by you know we see so many ridiculous and outlandish things in this movie but the fact that they took a beat and a moment to really send off that character and also send off Paul Walker in such a way that felt like genuine mm. and real and like took a moment to be serious about it. Mm. I, I think they handled it as well as they could have. And like, it absolutely really, uh, you know, and they said it wasn't easy. Like during that documentary, they said they had to like, there were certain things that he had like uh, with Mia that they need that were scripted, but then they like actually took, scenes that they didn't use from like the sixth one and were able to like use it in seven because the conversation like yeah. matched up with like the direction they were going to take where he's like character. on the phone with her oh um, because yeah. like, how did they get this how did they yeah. know this was going to happen and it's just it was like a crazy happy coincidence that they yeah had it. and that, that worked out and then you know jordana brewster said she didn't get to work with him on the seven one she did all this stuff her scenes that were with his brothers uh yeah because you know her, she hadn't gone in to do her stuff but with him before he passed away um but they all say that it helped them get through it because like the family and the brothers were like hey we're, we're here we want to get it done mm -hmm. uh he would want us to help you guys finish it and so that's I why they like were so able to do it with black panther 2 it was like you could tell it was like they were at a funeral it was like they yeah you could tell that the grieving was real mm. right and like that scene on the beach at the end um of furious 7 it's like when they're all sitting there they know what what the stakes are and you can tell the emotions are real. Um, yeah. But it was it was impactful. I mean, the, the way that they ended it, that shot with the two cars, mm. perfect perfect way to end the the franchise with one yeah. of the best shots, if not the best shot in the entire seven franchise. Yeah, so, and that uh, talks, shot though, it definitely does that shot where uh, when you first hear his voice before you actually see him like you know side by side in their cars. Mm -hmm. I remember when the moment you heard his voice. Uh, the entire theater just like applauded and then they got yeah. even louder when like you actually like saw him and then everyone knew that like you know it wasn't really like him but like it felt right. like you know like it felt so real and so well i mean i'm i'm still shocked that they i mean i'm sure this was none of this was an easy task for any of them like james wan probably had like <laughs> a lot to you know the, imagine yeah, the pressure. The, the, or pressure of getting that right which yeah. you know Hats i kind of him and I don't think, you know, I always wonder if he didn't come back to do, I mean, he was just like, I enjoyed making it, but that was just a lot. You know, it was a lot probably on him. Uh, right. It went from Juan and went Lynn and then Letelier. 
or uh, no so it so Lynn does three four five uh six Juan does furious seven and then uh god why am i blanking on uh f gary uh, gray. F- 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 gray does oh, the fate yeah. of furious yeah, and then Justin Lin comes back, and then Justin Lin was supposed to come back for ten, and then something went. Away. I wonder why that <laughs> that gap. I wonder why James Wan comes in instead of Lin after doing four in a row. Yeah, it's weird. He yeah, just done I mean, Saw right. James Wan, James Wan, that yeah. done like Saw and like Insidious. He wasn't known for making like Conjuring. Big yeah, Conjuring. He wasn't known for making big action movies, right? So they actually that was his first that kind of foray into them, yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that during the thing when his name got floated around. They were like, that guy, the guy who did, like, Saw, and they were like, yeah, yo, The Conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fantastic yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but it, it's an interesting thing, because we talked about it with John Singleton, right? How, like, with him, you could, it didn't really work as far as directing-wise, but, like, he, he'd never really done mm-hmm. movies like that. James Wan never really done anything like Furious 7, and I think, like, well, there's a lot of stuff in that stuff that, and 7 that's really good, that's really... Like action wise, yeah. it's really well done. Definitely some um, of the better action in this franchise, if you ask me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely goes big. <laughs> really, really <laughs> big. <laughs> um I like the yeah. uh I like I do like in seven the the throwback to the first one when he he's like, We're going old school and he drives underneath the underneath. semi truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, was like, cool. That, like that I was like, that's what we, from the, I was, from the I was like, that's, that's what, what we want. We want that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, more of that than <laughs> like more this. Yeah. Short lived, but that's what people were there to see, I think. Like That's less scenes about cars by. raining from the sky and more scenes like this. It's <laughs> all you need. God. You can save. They can save a lot of money too. Just yeah. drive some cars fast. You don't have to blow go, up. Go back. Go or, back yeah. to that thirty-eight million dollar budget, man, <laughs> yeah. for the first movie. That's uh, all you need to make a good movie. Yeah, you do even far less than that, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Michelle Rodriguez gets to kick some butt in the movie, always. But you know, she has a. Yep. The big fight with Ronda Rousey. That's the one thing I don't really. I mean, Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's not an actress, so I get it. No. But um, she just like sticks out like a sore thumb when they give her something to say. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like just fight. <laughs> Gina Carano though was amazing. That was like that was again. Like, awesome. Actually, her her fight with Michelle Rodriguez too is like amazing. It's I actually like that. Yeah, I like that one more than the showdown she has with Ronda Rousey. Like Gina, because the thing yeah. about Gina Carano before she started talking too much too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gina Carano in movies, like she kind of knows her role, right? She's like, I'm here to like, I'm, I kick ass. And that's it. Yeah. I'm not really like an actress. So like they utilize her strengths really well whenever they yeah, have users and stuff yeah, like she this. She was really good in that. She was, I mean, she's she's been good in everything I've seen her in, but uh, I like the way they used her in, in the sixth one. And then it's like they tried to do the same thing with Ronda Rousey and it just didn't, it didn't nope. quite work the same way. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh- I think by far the most egregious celebrity cameo was Car- is it Cardi B? That's in is it nine? Yeah, she's in nine. Oh, yeah, that one. That, that one's hard to wrap my head around. And then, and then Vin Diesel was like, "We're oh. gonna bring her back at ten. There's like more to tell with her." I was like, "Is there? Uh, <laughs> is there more okay. to tell with her?" Yeah, uh, that's when you can tell they're like just grabbing cameos because they want to sell more tickets. It's like exactly. oh, like exactly. She has who, a fan, fan base. <laughs> I who, do you know who Brie Larson is playing? In relation to everyone else in the new one, so I, uh, I read that she's supposed to be Mister Nobody's daughter. So the, oh, the character, right. the character that uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell? Played, yeah, I know there was some speculation. Speculation in the beginning, they're like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna have to be related to Brian somehow. Like there was, like, uh, yeah, that. I, I thought it was gonna be like Brian's sister or something like that. Yeah, another <laughs> retcon sibling this far into the series. Jacob in there out of nowhere with John Cena was, was a lot to, yeah. to wrap my head Especially around. Especially so. since they never, ever, ever, ever across 
eight movies mentioned mentioned this mentioned this person this other brother once like me and dom never talked about it like brian and me are getting to know each other never mentioned like oh yeah i got you know another brother (laughs) like i I did (laughs) never notice the the, uh sibling resemblance between vin diesel and john cena though until they did that and it's it's it kind of works yeah yeah like no mention of it at all i guess that's why they had to go back and do the uh the flashbacks to uh yeah. sort of establish so you could like understand it yeah yeah uh, but yeah, still very much still shoehorned in it is very shoehorned in yeah like, it's like uh <laughs> yeah the guy that still makes me laugh i remember when i saw the trailer for that movie and i was like all right you know what i'm this far in i, I have to be all in on these this is ridiculous but they're, I'm they're all at, in. like walking dead <laughs> status now where it's like well i've done i've watched too many of these to not keep going that's right yeah it's yeah the yeah same idea and they know it too they've got us uh and you know and i think that's what's hard too with like fate of the furious which i think is my i think my least favorite of the, the later ones that we've gotten yeah. uh especially coming off of furious Seven, right because you're like hey it ends it ended perfectly this was great right. um you could tell with that eighth movie though that's like now this is like i hate, uh, I hate to call them cash grabs because i still go see them but it feels a little less authentic now yeah. at this point where it's like all right well yeah, you know, it doesn't feel like there was more story or anything to tell. Like it was just like it was after Paul Walker's death. I have no problem with identifying them as cash grabs. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. I, yeah, I call it as you see it. Like that's kind of what they are. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The eighth, yeah, the eighth one, it, because it was so directly after the seventh one, and 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 it just felt almost like a slap in the face in a way. So I I do I had a hard time liking yeah. it. It had some good stuff, but like for sure. I, yeah. I like the ninth one more because I had I had like cooled down a bit by then, I think. Understandable. But I liked how they had the street race and the throwback to yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. Know, the old, like the racing yeah. with his dad and stuff was kind of cool. If you take it out of the real um, world context and just watch it as the movie and not think about anything else, you can yeah. put that aside and it's not as big a thing. But just thinking about its proximity to seven and Paul Walker's real life death, it's it's, it's his bad taste. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And you yeah. know, and it also feels like Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham are in their own movie. Yeah, <laughs> like you can, that's you can, true. You can, yeah, I mean, you could tell. I mean, because we all heard about like, I think this was the one where like Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel are, are not getting along at all. At this point, be on set with him. Yeah, like, basically, okay, and, and you can actually tell. Yeah, you actually tell like they don't really share like any scenes. No, and you can, and you can feel it, and I think it's. And a, if yeah, if you've worked in if you've worked behind the scenes in film before, you can tell like these these weren't like they were not on on set together set at all. together not yeah. a single day so and honestly it is kind of a detriment when like you kind of i mean i had to learn this stuff for a living because i have to report it and everything but when you know like as a person like these two people really are getting along yeah. it does kind of affect the way you watch it and like yeah it's like things that you know. it's all about family, like, yeah, family like, yeah. you know these guys hate each other yeah and it sort of goes against the whole like foundation of the they're, series they're self-imposed new foundation of these movies they went from being about cars to being about family which yeah is great but like there's really not a lot of family aspect when you know these guys are beefing so hard um, yeah and i've always wondered this together. too right because they clearly don't get along right and some people who are fans of the rock are like well it's vin diesel he's probably like difficult to work with um but then i'm so like both are. But I'm yeah. like, so many people, Biggie you know, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Charlie Saren, Helen Mirren, they all had these really nice things to say about Vin Diesel uh, working with him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the case of just these two dudes 
like well, not really getting along or is Vin Diesel difficult to work with? I, I feel like I, maybe they I, wanted to court favor with him and be invited back yeah. to work on these. Oh, yeah, sure. It would be a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they that's don't. not the case, but it's it's a possibility. Well, when they, you look at want... what the Rock did with the Black Adam fiasco. Yeah. You see a now, lot of looking at that they... now. I'm like, okay, it probably was his fault. He like, he like wouldn't let um certain people from the Black Adam movie cameo and Shazam and yeah. that's a good point. Seems like pretty controlling. Yep. Yeah. So looking back now, knowing that it you you sort of I'd probably say lean Vin Diesel's way, um in terms of like I agree with that blame. Yeah. <laughs> but um we'll see what happens if if The Rock comes back and 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 cameos in in the tenth or the I guess maybe the eleventh maybe but um we'll see what happens but. <laughs> It was funny how Vin Diesel like pled uh, with him on social media, like ah uh, yeah, come back cool. and uh, and then some of his comments were so cringy. You know? uh, hard, that was a hard watch. He was like ba- <laughs> yeah. when he was like basically saying that like oh like I was just trying to make him better as an actor by like doing this stuff. I do love because at this point I think I think Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson were promoting uh, Jungle Cruise, and I do yeah. like that Emily Blunt chimed in. She's like oh because like <laughs> like you need his help <laughs> to, like yeah, to be a better right. to be a better actor. Like she like kind of was like had her boys back while they were promoting the, promoting the movie. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very, I mean, dude, they were, they were talking about it at CinemaCon. They said when he presented the stuff for Fast 10, like something was going on with the prompter. So he didn't even read the prompter. He was just like speaking from his heart, Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of people in the room that loved what he was saying. But there's this one dude on Twitter that was like, dude, he talks about these movies. Like, it's the fucking Godfather, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, that part gets me, man. He literally thinks these are all like best picture, <laughs> no quality no, movies. It cracks me up. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> he takes them a little too seriously. Yeah, um, but it's nice he's an emotional guy. What can I say? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's <laughs> passionate about his work, and I can respect his heart that. In his sleeve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, at least you can say he's passionate. So there's that. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I guess like, you know, if you're going to do something like this, you should take it seriously. And you, if you're not going to believe in it, no one else is going to really. I mean, but I do agree. Like, I was like, he's he's like, this is cinema. He does produce them too, right? So yeah, it's a good point. Part of it is just he's selling, right? When you're a producer, yeah. you're a salesman. You got to do that. And um, you have to you have to get corny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely good, do. Good, right? Um, when it comes like just kind of jumping a little bit with the the seventh to the eighth, the with Jason Statham, um, how did you feel by the time? Because he was a pretty decent villain in the seventh one, but then how did you feel when they kind of, considering what we thought he did to Han, <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. how did you feel when they kind of were like, all right, we're gonna kind of like switch this up a little bit because we want to keep Jason Statham around probably, and yeah, we gotta kind of even retcon him a little bit and like get him involved with the crew did you think that was like it was a good choice or did it feel like forced it's, it's sort of hard to believe that they would they would let him into their like circle at um, the table at the end of yeah seven uh, i yeah. thought that was a little bit too quick especially when is han is still dead in that oh, oh yeah 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 at the eight yeah they I is, it, is, it, yeah. is it okay sorry yeah you're right it's eight but at that yeah. point they still think han is dead and yet he's still eating at the table like yeah. family i'm like ah yeah. that seems a little contradictory see i feel like they thought it was enough to have him in the i mean it's a funny scene but like a, a goofy funny scene where he's like saving the baby so he's pretty, like i think they thought that was enough they're like hey that can make up for like 
I oh, guess. You saved, yeah. you saved, you saved Donald's baby. So they, there you yeah, go. <laughs> I, I think they needed a couple more scenes of him redeeming himself before <laughs> it warranted a spot at the table, if you ask me. But yeah, save you're two right. Babies. I definitely, yeah, <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's got two arms, two hands. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been twins. There's, that's there you yeah. go. But yeah, I it was a little bit weird. Yeah, um, I remember it not being one person being like, "Why the fuck is he here, dude? I don't care what he did. They're cool. You yeah. saved, <laughs> you saved kids. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, if someone tried to kill <laughs> me, I wouldn't be inviting them over for dinner. There, yeah. Um, regardless of how many babies they saved, but again, it's like <laughs> these movies have completely thrown logic out the window. So how hard can you be on them? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's almost like a comic book movie. They're just not wearing they're not wearing tights, but yeah, in every other regard, <laughs> it's the same thing. That's um, like certainly right. Same thing in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like um, everyone deserves a second chance, even though you tried to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Owen Jackson. I would. I think I needed a little bit more. I was yeah. like, all right. And and granted, this is. I feel like this was more of a decision of like, hey, we got Jason Statham. Like, we want to keep him like involved in these for sure. Yeah. Uh, and but, I'm on board of him being around in the movies. Like I accept it now, but I just feel like they jumped the gun a little bit yeah, with integrating yeah. him onto their crew. But yeah, and like old news for, now. And, and for fans of the movies, it's like that was a one. That was a one thing they mainly pointed out in that eighth movie. They're like, "Hey, they this franchise boasts about family and blah 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 blah." But they're inviting this guy t- to their table, and mm-hmm. he like murdered, like you know. One of their they murder, murder one of their he tried to murder all of them. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. To murder them as yeah. well, right? <laughs> yeah, so, just, yeah. It's quite the like, forgiving family. I mean, at least have someone be like, I, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I'm not sharing my corona with you. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's and that sparked the whole like justice for Han thing, and that's probably you know why that character was brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I I like Sun King a lot. I I was one of those people that was like, man, it kind of didn't. De- I mean, good for him because he gets to be involved in like yeah. the franchise again, and it's huge for him as an actor. But as a viewer, I was like, no, that should have stuck because I actually meant something. Like, I mean, like it yeah. was it was yes. a significant a significant thing that happened, and like, and I liked how they made it work for you know four, five, and six to kind of have him there because, like, it made sense, like, the way they were explaining the, the timeline yeah. and everything. Like, that was a yeah, good was excuse. Well that was well done to bring him back. But, yeah, I was, just, like, at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just happy for you as an actor. I'm not really yeah. happy. <laughs> not Hans, necessarily happy as a, as a viewer, yeah. you know. Hans yeah, revival. a ton of other stuff. He's, he's, he does a lot of, I don't know if you guys are, like, super into, like, the car scene, but he does a lot of stuff, like, that isn't necessarily like acting stuff, but with, with oh, his cars. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I did not know that he, about him. He builds cars now. He's always, he's does a lot of stuff with like Larry Chen, who's like a, probably the most famous car photographer in, in the world, or at least in North America. Um, yeah. And so he's really embraced the whole Fast and Furious thing. Like he's almost embodied it. But like I've he did he was in the Obi Wan Kenobi show, I think. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, okay. but, like I've yeah. seen him doing a ton of other stuff. So. It's good for him that they brought him back. It just seems like a, such a great dude. Um, yeah, he seems. Yeah, he seems really weird. Cool. It's going back and watching Tokyo Drift now, knowing that he's not dead. It really like makes that scene a lot less impactful, though. Well, uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. It like, um, robs that movie of a lot of its uh, yeah stakes. Stakes, yeah. I think Han's revival is one of the more, one of the most probably the most poorly handled uh, writing aspects of 
the entire franchise. I, I feel like they don't even really try yeah. to explain like him, him coming back. Like I, I don't remember verbatim what some of the characters say, what he says, like in his little spiel in the ninth about what happened. But like, I remember viewing it in theaters being like, that is a piss poor explanation. I remember rolling my eyes. I mean, I was yeah, fine. Exactly. Whatever. I was like, like, I was like, all right, whatever cool. he's there. But I was, <laughs> and then I wanted right, to know who wrote that. He was almost part, like he was trying to fake his own death also. Right. But like, how yeah. did he know that that was going to happen? It just was weird, very weird. Very done. weird. And then they yeah. just brush around the rug and don't talk about it again, it's which like, I think is better off. <laughs> it's like the writers. Were like, about it it's like nice. the writers were just like, they'll just be happy. He's bad guys. Nobody's going to care. Okay, yeah, we'll just have him eat, so some, eat some snacks and yeah, like yeah, oh, they're, we'll, you're doing we'll that thing that we know you do. Take over, <laughs> kick in, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Jackson though. Like I remember when they were explaining it in the movie, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. At this point, I've accepted right, so much. Yeah, and then, yeah but, exactly, and then they sent exactly, and then they sent right. the car into space. They really did it. They're in they space. Really, like, yeah, they really, they so. really did it. I was whatever. like, oh my god. Yeah. The ninth movie is so ridiculous. I mean, I actually I like it more than the eighth one. But it's so ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, at, at that point, you Eight just accepted all, all this absurdity. Of yeah. It. <laughs> you have to lean into the absurdity or you can't enjoy them. Because that's what I try to do watching them, eight and nine after seven, and not enjoying them because of how fucking ridiculous they were. And then I've since come around and looked at them a little bit more, probably in the spirit that they're meant to be watched. Because uh, they've obviously, they've, as we've discussed, they've changed so much over the years. And now I fully embrace the absurdity. And that's how you have to watch those ones in yeah. particular, I think, to to yeah. enjoy them. Obviously, there's elements in like five and on of like the over-the-top action. But it's still, compared to eight and nine, grounded. <laughs> yeah, like you're sure. not even talking about seven, how they drop the cars out of an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, nine yeah, are crazy, yeah, yeah. but the other ones are yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, wait, so they... They drop cars out of an airplane in seven, and they they well, had a tank chase in six, and like those things Brian's don't even bus seem jump that crazy. Off the side uh, of the cliff, the like, like, holy uh, shit, uh, man! Uh, cool scene though. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really the cool eight scene. nine just take it out of the stratosphere. It's crazy. Well, yeah. like we we briefly talked about nine before on an episode, of Jackson, and like, and like you were basically saying, like I feel like it could be a little bit smarter than it is. I feel like it is leaning in. I'm like, okay, we know what we are. Yes. And like, are they doing this on purpose? Now, if they're doing it on purpose, then like, okay, I can appreciate you. Like, you that's know, what I'm accept, that's how accepting I what this is. Yes. Uh, it's self aware, even in its in its absurdity. Especially um, when they go to space. They're very much aware of what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're, I can respect that. Yeah. I wonder, I feel like, judging by the previews for 10, there's the sequence that has the big ball. I guess yeah. it looks like, tomorrow, right. like rolling down yeah. the street. That seems kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything that's like in space or in, thank God, you know, in the ice or in the ocean or there's no dinosaurs um, that I can see. Right. Uh, so yeah. I feel like they're going to try to bring it back in a bit. I feel like they're trying to like reel it back in and maybe end <laughs> the whole franchise <laughs> with something maybe more grounded, but yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Well, there, what comes to mind when you mention that, because I agree with you until there is that shot at the end of the trailer of Vin taking down those two helicopters. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. my. There's, there's that. that. But there's that. in the grand scheme of things, still, it seems like a, it's a compact little action set piece. Yeah. It's not like as yeah. bold as like space or the missile sequence in the eight. Yeah. But still ridiculous. But I think there are at least it, from what we've seen from 10 so far, it does, even if it's, the most slightest decrease. It looks like they are somehow coming back down from the absurdity. 
I'm just happy to oh, see we, four cars see. lined up on the street at night. And, yes. You know, one of them looks like I think it's a 280Z, which is a good sign. And then I think one of them's probably the Charger. But either way, like it, it does seem more like, thank goodness, sort of harkening back to the the original like four. Mm, um, yeah. Fingers are crossed. Yeah. That it's more grounded, but we'll um, know here soon enough. I think that they're listening <laughs> to people. I think based like, on all the people listen. I've talked to, we're sort of in agreement as well that that we liked the first ones and that's kind of what people want to see. And I think that Vin Diesel is, is paying attention. He's a smart guy. And I think, yeah, I think so too. He will, yeah. he will appease the fans. I hope so. And, uh, give them what they want. So hopefully that it's at least a mixture and not just yeah. crazy, like, you know, 007 movie. Uh, right. True. And I, I agree with what you said earlier, Ty. I think why it's been hard to kind of scale back is that they're, even though we we keep complaining about that, like, hey, like take it back to like what the first movie was. Then they look at box office receipts and they're like, well, people are still going to see them. Uh, so it's yeah. not like there's like, yeah. and, the, and the only reason there was like any decline globally for Fast 9, because it was like, it came out like when movie theaters were kind of like getting back to being open really yeah. during, uh, uh, you know, during COVID. So like, even, even with that, it still made a decent amount of money for like what was working against it. Yeah. So yeah, when there's all, Good when point. they're like, when they're like, hey, like maybe we shouldn't dial it back because people are like, you know, they're accepting that we can drop cars from airplanes and send our actors into mm. space, have a scene where it's completely raining cars at one point in the eighth one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gosh. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, that fucking torpedo thing uh, in the eighth one. Uh, and they're like, yeah, I mean, they can't really argue against box office returns, I guess. Like, no. But I agree with yeah, you too. I think a for Lamas, we're seeing. Yeah, I think a lot of us are seeing it like, yeah, I wonder if they're going to dial it back. And like, you know, we keep getting like, I won't say fooled, but like, you know, doesn't, there's no dialing feels, back just it yet. It feels like they're, it feels like they're trying to appeal to everybody. You can't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you can't possibly appeal to everybody and, and make a Swiss Army knife of a movie that right. everyone's going to like. Um, so they're, I think they're going to try to sort of do their best to appeal to as many different people as possible. But, um, the movie when you look at from one to nine there's such a variance in in between the first movie and the ninth movie it's insane it's like insane. unrecognizable you can't possibly yeah. make it's like, both those movies again no you can't yeah. do it, right you'd have to do you'd have to make another one that was like the first one and make another one that was like the ninth one you can't do it at the same time it's almost so, like did they we'll remake they, this this is what they did <laughs> like they remade that first movie yeah <laughs> that, that's what it, like it does they feel so disconnected from each other like, as far as like the world yeah, in which they like insane. exist yeah it's crazy to me yeah yeah um i yeah what were you gonna say i was gonna ask you guys what you think like the climate is around the 10th one coming out right now like what do you guys think you think there's a lot of it i know we've seen a lot of marketing and but aside from the studio and what they're trying to put out for us, like what do you guys think like the general sense is towards the tenth movie? I'm not thinking one way or another. I'm just posing it. Like, what do you what do you guys genuinely think? Well, when you look at them the last few years, Marvel's dominating the box office. And mm-hmm. they've done some decent stuff in the last couple of years, but people are constantly like, Oh, it's they'll never they'll never do anything as good as Endgame. And people are starting to get like that marvel fatigue almost so maybe maybe universal's like you know what maybe if they can change their formula we can change ours too um yeah but i i still think that 
you know, money talks, right? So mm-hmm. if Ultimately. the last one did well, they're not going to stray too much away from it. But I think they, I think they have faith in the fans, and I think social media goes a long way. Um, yeah, when you look, and they at, all like, have a pretty big presence on- coming back. That's all because of social media, right? So yeah, it's not like Vin Diesel and and the, the other producers can't just like take a look at Twitter and Instagram and stuff and say, "Oh, yeah, people seem seems like they want right. to go back a step, maybe, and, and sort of." have a throwback it's a bit more like uh you know maybe not like fast one or two but maybe like four or five mm-hmm. a bit more a bit more grounded um so i'd be happy to see something like that but um i'm totally I with you timing is good though because there's been um obviously a lot of people weren't going to the movies and when you look at even like the stock of like amc it's finally picking back up and people mm. are starting to go to see the movies uh, go to the movies again in person so I think yep. the timing is good. And um, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm expecting this to hit a billion. Um, oh, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think I it will. will. Yeah. I totally think it, I mean, these movies are huge yeah. internationally. I think what actually works in, in the franchise's favor as it goes on is the additions they make to the cast that kind of boost its profile a bit. So, right. I mean, I I mean, I was talking with you, Jackson, like when I, there was, they, they've been playing this like one, like, quick little trailer thing ahead of some of the movies I've gone to lately where it's like all the cast like getting out of the cars and like different shots yeah. of them getting out and like right. you don't realize how stacked the cast is with a lot of names until I was watching that and I was like right you, like now now you've gotten you know Brie Larson in it and Jason Momoa and like right. it's Oscar winners like Charlie Stair and Helen Mirren are even a part of it yeah. like it's just so crazy to me but I think that it only boosts its appeal like you know for people that want to see it and there's like yeah 100% you know, some is, someone of their some of their favorites have got to be in this movie. Like, I mean, is Kurt like, Russell like, going to be in this one? I haven't seen anything about him. Who? Kurt Russell. No, I don't, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Scott Eastwood's back. Did they kill oh, him okay. off? Yeah, Scott Eastwood's back. I saw that. I don't know. Did, did they? they oh Russell's shit! If they wrong? did, I forgot. I don't know if they did. If so, so, that's disappointing. I, I love so. him. Okay, I forgot all about that. I've only seen eight and nine once a piece. So yeah, I saw. I saw eight. I think. Eight or nine, yeah. I think once, once each. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I don't recall. Oh, uh, yeah. that you can that's tell that's point. like Damn. your 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 excitement from like seeing like the first one like six times and being like with eight and nine. Like, yeah, I saw it once. Exactly. <laughs> I saw the first. I saw the first one again a seventh time at the theater, but it was like a few years ago. They had it out for like a an anniversary. Oh, like that's awesome. Anniversary. It was. I went with a couple of the same guys that I saw it with. Oh, nice. that's cool. The first time, so it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, like. I'm not going back and seeing like eight, nine, twice, right. 10, who knows? We'll see. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that it's, uh, bests my expectations. Mm-hmm. But, um, what else can we ask for? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all we can really ask for. I mean, I, I remember when that first trailer came out, I kept thinking like, Oh, it looks like it's going to be as a little bit more grounded than what we've gotten. Like from the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that um you know i i think people want it i mean i think it seems like it, they're the climate for is pretty i mean these movies are just insanely popular and i think they like the direction in which it could be headed like if it, if if they were listening to vin diesel and vin diesel was like i hear you i want to like kind of get back to you know that feeling of what it was like with that first movie mm-hmm. um you know i he's he seems like someone that really does listen to like fan base so yeah like, for sure like I think he, I think that's yeah. what we're gonna kind of get with that. 
Um, but I guess that's a good time to ask, since we were asking about the climate for the uh, this tenth one. Uh, we did not do uh, box office predictions last week because you know there was it was only nothing. Well, Book Club Two came out, and we didn't think we did, we needed to mm. predict the box office for that. It was a nice week <laughs> off for predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe you can set the stage for us, Gaius, and, and let us know if you have any data. I don't know how the last couple have opened. Um, I'm expecting a big opening weekend, though. I'm just not exactly prepared with any numbers to throw out yet. All right, I'll do... Well, they I'm do gonna... a really good job with marketing. Like, I would yes, get automatic do. messages from, like, they're on their Instagram. Every time, um, every time I open an app, I see five a, tickets. an ad. Yep. And it's it's pretty uh, overwhelming how how much pressure they're putting on people. But um, yeah, like what did the yeah. last couple get? Uh, Maybe not nine, see. but what did eight? What did eight debut at? Well, I'm gonna look it up right now for you. I think it's crazy that eight, despite you know, it still cleared a billion dollars globally, even though uh, uh, you know, they had you know, no Paul Walker, all that stuff. So that was, I think that I think that gave them even more fuel to keep this going because they were like, hey, like. People yeah. still same and saw it, and this and this like big uh, ingredient wasn't even in it anymore, and they probably figured they could keep it going based on that. Uh, but yeah, let me look it up for you right now, and we'll we'll use the last. Well, is it fair to use Fast Nine as a? Does it open in a much different box office climate? But uh, it's tough. Well, it's, we can hear the number anyway. Like, there were yeah. a lot of movies that would have made a lot more money, I think. Right. Uh, um, that maybe came out in 2021 that probably would have done, I don't know, 30% more if it was 2022, yeah. 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, what did, what did nine do? All right. So beginning with the fate of the furious, it opened to $98.7 million. Uh, okay. It ended up making 226 domestic and $1.2 billion worldwide. And then fast nine. Pull that one up for you. Oh, that's when they started calling it Fast Nine, the Fast Saga. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Didn't not realize it. this is a saga now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. This is a pretty good opening considering it came out May nineteenth, twenty twenty one, when things weren't fully back to normal. Uh, yeah. Seventy million dollar opening weekend. So seventy wow. million dollars is pretty wow. good for when it came out and made one hundred seventy three million domestic and seven hundred twenty six point two million worldwide. It probably would have did a lot better than that if you know things were normal 100%. um so that's our frame of reference there um i'd say Tyre. 100 opening weekend yeah i like that i like i like the uh the three three digits there like i think it's gonna hit 100 or more is that how yeah. much more i don't know but things are better. like the box office climate is strong and healthy uh it's been a few years since the last entry yeah i'll go i'm gonna go like 105 all right I was gonna go 105. <laughs> hey, well, you can. You can. well, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, uh, should I price this right? You like 106? Yeah, $1. <laughs> $1. I'll, I'll uh, say 102 to be very specific, but I mean, it could it could do 120. I mean, I don't know. It could. People, yeah. People have a people have an appetite for movies, and and tickets are expensive. Um, There's a lot of factors. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Go. I think Guardians. I think Guardians. People going to see that in like its third weekend is gonna actually eat into it. Okay, yeah, it could be. Because yeah. like that was a hell of a like. I can't wait to see that yeah. again. I might see it tomorrow. Um, 
This yeah, could be a could... killer, though. Well, that's what I'm interested in seeing is like how it impacts Guardians or how Guardians impacts it. I don't know which, one way or the other because they had a 50% drop already, and now we're going to have this big summer blockbuster kind of hit it and definitely take up a big chunk. I'm curious I mean, to see like, if it holds yeah, up or it's not. It's like 500 and something, I think, globally. Wow. After like a week and a half. That's crazy. That's, that's pretty good yeah. for them. They, they needed that. They really after yeah. and the wasp yeah. <laughs> quantum media yeah. they they really needed to because I don't even I think that movie lost money. Uh yeah, they had a couple in a row, I think. What was before yeah. anyway? A whole uh, other side. Doctor Strange. It's yeah, made money, that's right. but it wasn't very Doctor Strange. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't totally great. well received. Yeah. Right, right. I thought it was kind of and I think Doctor Strange made as much as it did opening weekend because it was coming off of No Way Home. And that yeah. was like that was a good yeah. one. And they're trying to see like what you know what that follow would be like well there was the I mean, hype of like who's gonna be the cameos and like everyone i think they mm-hmm. thought more would happen in that movie yeah what yeah, they yeah, did talk- was cool but i think people yeah. were expecting it to be like the multiverse of madness i thought they were gonna fully like have other worlds and stuff happening right um so people were i think kind of pissed. missed opportunity still, still made like, money yeah yeah all right i'm going 110 okay but you, got the, you got the highest number amongst the three of us uh just because I kind of do think like the appetite for it. I mean, I think people really want it. Um, and then we'll, yeah, I know we're in the third weekend of Guardians, but I think at this point, like people will be like, all right, we want to see like the next like yeah. big thing that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you got a bunch of new faces in it that people really like. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that might help. Um, you know, we've I talked about this a few times on the show, like uh, <laughs> Brie Larson, uh, you know, we've talked about her a lot because uh, a lot of people don't like her i guess yeah, yeah. um and i was I, wondering I, like her. I can see why people I, don't like her i think i mean i think she's really talented um i think she is too i and i i respect anyone that speaks their mind i mean i don't she's not afraid to really voice any opinion and i think that's yeah. i don't mind it a bunch of like people that like hide behind their keyboards hate it <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot yeah. uh, but they, i was they always... hate everything they'll figure out a way to, to, to hate on people exactly like, yeah but I was yeah. wondering to Jackson one time, like after we got those first two trailers, I was like, she's a big name. Like, why is she not in these trailers more? I mean, unless like her part isn't that huge or like, what is it? Like, what, are they not really showing a lot of her on purpose? Yeah. Or is it, I like, I kept wondering that, like, cause well, despite so today, how you feel about the, tra- yeah. the new trailer that they just dropped today, she's in the start of it. And, the, and it's like, it seems like she's some sort of agent Okay, and but I can't gauge like how much of the movie she's in. Right. She could be in. Like, I'm not getting the sense that she's going to be in a whole lot of it. That would be. But cool. I feel yeah. I'm not really sure. For me, I'm like I'm on the I'm of the opinion that her star power has waned in the last few years, especially post uh, post uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like her. Uh, which wait did her solo movie come out after Endgame? it was before yeah i just thought it was interesting that she wasn't utilized a whole lot in endgame she hasn't her next entry there was no rush to get that one out she hasn't really been in much since then she it's no secret she doesn't really get along with her marvel castmates it doesn't see at least a few of them just watching interviews but she was had this high after her oscar win for room which i really feel like i can't adequately judge her yet because i haven't seen like her most acclaimed performance yeah um but I'm not, I don't think like to me personally as a viewer, like I, I'm not drawn to go see this movie for Brie. I, I'd be curious to see what kind of impact her involvement has in the movie or like how big her role ends up being that we've yet to see. But I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit of a different. 
wavelength with with her. Yeah, I think she's filling the space that Kurt Russell sort of walked out of. Um, Right. And I think you're right. I don't think people are going to see this movie because she's in it, but it definitely doesn't hurt. No, that's right. A lot of times franchises will start to like get worse as they get out as they get older and right. you'll see the cast will get worse or become more comprised they can't like they can't really get actors. like they can't really get like name people in it right. anymore. so they're getting this is, like this is the, this is like the reverse of that like it seems like that's right <laughs> this is impossible to, yeah, yeah. they want to put someone in that was like still young and and still like not at the at their prime yet right and i still yeah. don't think she is but um We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I, Definitely. I, I agree with you. I don't think people are going to be like, oh my God, Brie Larson's in this. I'm going to go see this it now. could have the potential of like giving her a little bit more boost between this and like the Marvels, if depending on how it does. But yeah. undeniably, I don't think that like, she's had much of a presence in Hollywood after her, after Captain Marvel, unless I'm completely blanking on some of her yeah, work. I, I, but I can't think of I guess either. the no, pandemic, I she she's... would have been filming these during them, during that, I guess. But that's true. Yeah. I guess like she hasn't like, Considering like how much of a high profile name she is, and like you know what I mean, Oscar, like, I feel like she's then, been... yeah, like you know, but I, I guess that could happen when you get you sign on to like multiple Marvel movies and have to do some of those, and then right, uh, but yeah, um, I think it's pretty smart to like you know, I, I'm sure she knows the what the vibe is for her out there and on the internet, oh, yeah. and I uh, think it's yeah. kind of and I and I think it's kind of smart if you if you're her and I'm and I yeah I'm just speculating I'm not in her brain, but. To throw yourself into an ensemble like this where you're not the focus, but it's still like a cool thing to do. I think that's probably yeah. like the best decision she could make, like yeah, for her brand, I guess. You know, like that's a managerial decision. Yeah, sure. it's like, you know, because like some it's people a low have commented risk, big paycheck. Exactly. And it builds a little bit of hype as the Marvels is coming out. That's and right. She's probably gonna be in Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um yeah. and I'm sure she's been I mean, I'm sure she's been busy to to film to film those two things back to back. Uh, it takes some time. No doubt. A lot of the prep before you do a movie like that, there's months of you know, training and that kind of stuff that, that has to take place too. So, yeah, you know, plus things were shut down for a while. So a lot of actors were, especially coming off a movie that big. Yeah. Probably in no rush to get back. Film sets are not, not fun places anymore. Um, you're wearing, you're wearing masks 15 hours a day. Oh God. Um, you're getting COVID swabs still like every other day. It's not like it used to be. So, um, yeah, coming coming off of a, a big paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, I could see why she maybe wasn't doing a million different things. Right. And then no. again, yeah, let the maybe maybe she wasn't expecting the some of the the, the hate online from some of the trolls that she was getting. Right. 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 Um, it's like, so crazy. I, I can yeah. like I told Jackson every time I cover. Really yeah. Every time I co- every time I cover her, like write anything about her. I never read any of the comments because it's usually pretty yeah. bad. And yeah, and I just it's like it's unfortunate. I was like, I was like, this girl could cure cancer, and you would find a way <laughs> to talk shit about yeah. her in some way. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of small people, but um, it's still they, a reason they, to they maybe become, want to take a yeah. break. Yeah, I agree. And people, you know, because like uh, I've gotten the comment relax. about her that seems like they're like, well, it seems interesting that she goes from like doing something like room where she gets an Oscar and it seemed like her post choices have been these kind of like big budget. Like, I mean, of course she, she got involved in Marvel. She got involved Mm -hmm. in Marvel directly after room. And then, 
and then did she do Kong Skull Island? Was that before? Like, like that was it after was before, Rue, right? Uh, two years Marvel. after the yeah. Yeah, so like, and then she, you know, of course, she has to appear in like the you know in game, and then then she does this. So it's like everyone's like, doesn't seem like the trajectory she was really going on. But I mean, no. uh, but also like you don't. I guess you don't really. If you have an opportunity to be in a franchise like this, I and mean, if you're an actor, I mean, some people might not want to make big budget movies like this, but for other people, it's like it it, it can't hurt. Like you said, it's like pretty low risk for her to right. Yeah. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be successful regardless of her involvement. But if it is successful and she's in it, she can be like, "Hey, I was in this other big movie That's too." Right. So it's like that is so a like, good decision <laughs> overall. Yeah. So that yep. That's yeah. True. If it's, it's if it's like people. People still want to see Captain Marvel, but it's because it was sort of part of that puzzle where you had to go see all the Marvel movies. I so but I this post the yeah. post Endgame the post Endgame environment is not necessarily as much of a must see because mm-hmm. yeah. it's so far away from from whatever it's going to be, um, Secret Invasion or um, whatever they're going to do, like the next version of uh, of Endgame essentially, Endgame. Where, right. they're, where they're ensembling everybody we're so far away from that that the next marvel's movie with her uh with captain marvel might not be as as successful as the last one so true if, uh, um, if that's not gonna pan out like uh she planned then being on board for like a, a trilogy of fast and furious movies uh, might yeah. be a nice payday that's right yeah i i i get crap for this because i don't want to take anything away from her and like it being like you know a female-led comic book movie i think that's great it made it made a billion dollars and yeah but i always have said i was like i think that movie made it as much as it did because it was like right before you know, viewing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was so it's like yeah. i think it was like all right so how do we get to you know in game like that's pretty much what that was i think um mm-hmm. not taking anything I away agree. from her or like yeah but i think that, that was no, it wasn't the factor it wasn't bad i liked how it was the 80s but um yeah i mean she just she she took a lot of hate from people um which is unfortunate but uh yeah these things happen right it's part for the course and then as far as how she's utilizing in game they i just love when they have to make convenient excuses as to why she can't be there until the end really like oh, i'm yeah. all I'm shaving there's other players that you shaving too like because they because then like you know in hindsight she could probably kill thanos on her own she yeah she need, could like, have come in like it would have made she, it all irrelevant yeah she yeah, is their the superman pretty much so it's it. like yeah so they always make convenient excuses as to why she doesn't show up till the end i thought that was really funny yeah. oh, it's almost as like cleverly written as han's revival in this it, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. definitely the source her? yeah yeah um, well guys uh this is a really fun discussion i had a really good time catching up on all Certainly. the movies um ty, ty uh whenever you want to be on again uh do not hesitate to ask us. just so, let us know i'm down uh, i had a very fun time with you guys yeah it, uh be fun conversation and uh you definitely know what you're talking about i knew i mean i knew you were a fan of the franchise but when you could actually speak to like the car stuff too i was like oh this was a good this is a good that thing. was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so that was that was really cool so uh thank you so much for uh being with us and if there's anything that uh you want us to like link to at the uh description of this episode whether it's your imdb or whatever like we can do that yeah. as well so people can uh look at some of your stuff and uh, yeah my mdb is uh, always there it's ty polito and um ty so serious on uh on instagram as you know we've been buddies on yep. that for a long time yeah um <laughs> and yeah maybe next time i'll have something um something more specific to plug but yep. uh i'm on the audition train um on a weekly basis so 
it's still a it's still a busy industry despite mm-hmm. the the writer's strike uh, right now and yeah uh, hopefully i'll be uh, i'll be plugging something better uh next time around well we're looking forward okay, to man. it man thanks a lot for oh, joining us fellas. today it was great yeah. to have you on great to have you on and i i do want to mention this too because this yep. really, i believe uh this episode 96 we're recording i think today. yes i double uh, i double checked like 10 minutes yeah, ago so <laughs> yeah. 90, 96 we're almost at 100 um we are going to be hosting a giveaway uh in preparation for the 100th episode uh and um it's funny i i actually ran across that like uh fast collection i think you have in the back that's sitting there and that's yep. one of the, and that's actually one of the things that we are going to give away uh so oh yeah you can just... there we go oh look at oh there's so much stuff he has like yeah that's yeah. sick yeah that's the the lego skyline yep that is dope and, looking. uh that was hard to find i uh <laughs> i got my hands on a couple um this is also i couldn't say into this because this seemed like something that Oh, oh wow oh, that's, that's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> that house and everything yeah that's awesome yeah the car that's so sick. i saw this on chad Lindbergh had it on his uh on his instagram page he plays jesse justice for jesse i saw that i found that and uh and felt like it might be uh collectible i've got some stuff that was from years ago that's like never been opened so um yeah i like to i like to collect the stuff that i think is gonna be uh, sought after in the future but uh, yeah great forward thinking yeah, yeah it is <laughs> yeah well yeah, that's, that's the young me who still has his comic books from uh from when he was like uh 10 years old that's all good man i encourage i encourage that oh 100 <laughs> yeah um Absolutely. but yeah since it's our fast and furious episode we are going to be uh giving away the movie collection uh so we're going to be posting stuff on twitter and uh TikTok and Instagram to let everyone know how they can uh, enter for that. And we're going to give away another item too. Still trying to pick what that's going to be. But announcing the Fast and Furious collection yes. part of the giveaway, it seemed like this seemed like the perfect time to uh, talk, uh, about, certainly. Uh, like about, talk about that. Um, dude, I just had a random thought before we go. How, yeah. Whatever, whatever happened to Leon, like in the first movie, like, isn't it the one dude that they haven't really the brought back? The one dude they never brought back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just thought about right back Vince. Yeah, in the five, they right? Brought back the Vince. They did Leon was in the ninth one as like young Leon, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. I was like, like I wonder if like this guy not acting anymore. <laughs> am I am I am I am I, I trained thought he's just waiting for that phone call and they just never called him that to, yeah. like, come oh, to be in it. <laughs> be the one that, except for Leon. I mean, like, they can't bring Jesse's back as he died, but like ugh. I mean, but of course they can bring. Ah, well, back. yeah. Never mind. Good now. <laughs> good they now. set the bar so that they could totally bring Jesse back. Yeah. Um, they should have brought Johnny Tran back. <laughs> oh, Johnny <laughs> Tran! Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you knocked me out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I never knocked on nobody. Oh <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That is like, that's some signature like Vin Diesel line delivery. I did yeah. knock on nobody. Yeah. So good. I'm glad we got that in before we ended. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Jackson, sign us on off, buddy. All righty, guys. Well, thanks a lot for listening to our special episode of Back to the Blockbuster, episode 96. As Gaius mentioned, Ty, was a blast having you on, talking about a franchise that uh, obviously you guys are in particular are so passionate about. Makes for a great conversation. And man, did we ever carry on today? This was a, this is a great one. So if you guys, if you're still listening, 
Thanks for tuning in to episode 96. Stay tuned to our socials. As Gaius mentioned, we will have some more information for you guys regarding our giveaway in preparation for episode 100. And we will be plugging that uh, in subsequent episodes as well. So don't worry about that. We will have some steps for you guys to follow to enter and qualify for that giveaway. So stay tuned. Um, and you guys know the drill by now. But if you are new here, you guys can follow us and listen to us anywhere you guys get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, even Google podcast too you can find us over there so guys this has been back to the blockbuster thanks a lot ty again for for joining us today for today's conversation and gaius i'll see you shortly my friend it's been a pleasure Peace. ride or die <laughs> oh, yeah. see you guys